Hello and welcome to the Inglorious Bards podcast. I am your magnanimous game master, Tom, and this is episode 10, A Fair to Remember. It's always great having you along in our adventures and we'd love to hear your thoughts about the show. So leave a comment or question on our website, ingloriousbards.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where you can join in on the discussion and see some great fan art. In our last adventure, the heroes slew a rat queen and brought her nest to a violent end. The group then took a much needed break at the foundation celebration. There was food, drink, and multiple competitions enjoyed by all until the party was stopped by a priest of the Church of Lothian. Will the heroes get involved in more festival shenanigans? And what exactly does this priest have to say? The adventure begins. Inside the north gate of the city of Tullus, the fields usually used as staging grounds for caravans have been covered from one end to the other in huge tents, colorful flags, and merchant stalls. The place is packed with exciting people playing games, challenging each other in competitions of strength, and eating and drinking to their heart's content. This is the annual founding celebration, a chance for people to unwind and bring a sense of small town celebration to the city. Amidst the music and jugglers, kids playfully pin colored ribbons to the backsides of grumpy old men and guards. A gnome who's had too much fun vomits into a bucket before laughing with his friends. And fire blasts out from the mouth of a man painted red to the cheers of the crowd. Within a beautiful green and white tent, with the Church of Lothian's onk woven into the side, our four heroes have been brought inside by the influential priest Daywan. This bearded man who once presided over the tribunal to decide the fate of the heroes is brought a luxurious chair to sit on. Close behind him are two armored clerics of Lothian. At the other end of the tent, two more armored clerics close the flap and take position there. The bearded priest Daywan sits in his chair and motions to the rows of empty worshiper benches within the tent and says, sit please. Let us be comfortable in this joyous celebration. Don't seem too joyous uh, there, Brother Daywan. Is this your happy face? My title is Priest Daywan. Oh. <laughs> Apologies. And I am certainly excited to be here. Each year we enjoy this celebration, and I am glad to be a part of it. Though we don't get many people in our tent, but we must make a show and be available in case anyone is in need of guidance or prayer. Well, you've managed to get us in your tent. Why don't you uh, explain to us why? Certainly. <clears throat> a follower steps out from the rear of the tent and hands a cup to Priest Daywan and pours wine from a bottle. He motions to the wine and says, uh, Have a drink, please. I think I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a cup is handed to the elderly wizard and wine is poured. I That's decline. One easy kill. <laughs> <laughs> what was your name, Jim Jones? <laughs> Rape Kool-Aid, is it? Well, um, I've brought you here f simply to ask you a question or two, and I suppose my question is, have you had any 
dealings in the last week with a butcher. We all look at each other <laughs> silently. Guiltily. <laughs> we have. And we killed him. He had a woman captive and we took her to one of the um one of your temples. I have heard this tale. It was brought to my attention that such a mysterious group that seemed familiar to me did something so noble, so helpful, so brave. And I made an effort to track you down when we could. And here we've found you. And I wanted to thank you so much. The Church of Lothian is a very powerful church. We have influence over most people, and we are in line for the emperor. Our highest member of our church is laying claim to the throne as we speak. But sometimes we wield our power a bit too broadly. Oh, you think? Yeah, we never noticed. (laughs) I explained this before, but now I would like to give you my deepest apologies. Now that I see you are truly the men you represented yourselves to be and are men of honor, I apologize for the accusations we brought against you. The follower now hands out some nice sweet cakes. (laughs) She's giving lots of treats. Is Elman not participating in that nope. as well? All right. I only know priestly sweet treats. So please accept our apologies and our gratitude. I now see that you are not only not in any way conspiring with the cultists, but you've done a fantastic deed in recovering that howlet dust that we destroyed and slew cultists by your own claim that I now completely wholeheartedly believe. And here help the citizen who is in dire situ- who in a dire situation. And how is she? I am told she's been returned to her family and all is well. Do you know why she was abducted in the first place? That I do not know. Do you know who the uh, the, the meat carver uh, butcher? Do you know who the butcher was? We don't know him by name specifically, but the city guard have let me know that he is most likely responsible for several abductions and murderers over the last year. Oh, unfortunate. Well, with that in mind, Olgrim disturbs everything and is dumping over plates, stuffing cakes. And <laughs> <laughs> he looks up. Oh, what? We're talking? <laughs> I am not just a member of the Church of Lothian. <laughs> What are you laughing at? I'm a, I'm not just a member. I'm a quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've said a couple things that have just been barely on that right infomercial side. He's so proud of his beard. <laughs> I couldn't grow a beard until the Church of Gothian. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I am also, he says very seriously. I am also a member of the conciliators. We, as you know, seek out and destroy the cultists in every way that we can. They are completely directed towards chaos, even against themselves at times, and we cannot abide that. We need law and order. We are a small group within the church. There are many within the church that do not even know who we are or that we exist. I think you would be worthy additions to that group. I'm 
I'm asking if you would consider being agents of the conciliators. You would be able to receive assistance from us, information from us when we have it, and be able to do what you do best, disrupting their activities. What what all would this involve? Like, would would you be guys? We wouldn't be taking orders, right? There would be no orders. You would be left to your own. I would have a representative reach out to you from time to time to provide what information we have. But instead of us butting heads against each other or some of my confederates thinking you getting in the way, we can now work together to oppose chaos whenever it shows itself. And have shinier armor, I suppose. Well, you would not be as these, he says, pointing to the beautiful, shiny-armored guards behind him. These are official members of the church. But you would not just be a mere informant out on the docks that we might throw a loaf of bread to to get information. I have talked to a few of my associates and let them know that you are of some skill and should not be passed over light. Well, I know where I stand. You stand on my foot. This is where you stand. You're a little close to me. You're hogging all the cakes. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> can we can we have a, a moment to talk amongst ourselves? Of course. And he motions for you to leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and points towards the flap, and the two guards at the entrance uh, hold the flap open. We step outside. An awkward amount of cakes in Olgrim's hands. <laughs> well, I mean, there would be benefit in the fact that they would provide resources to us, but you know, they are uh, going to want something in they return. They providing resources, or, or they're just information. Uh, well, I mean, information. Not clear to me. Information is a resource in its own way, but I'm sure we could, you know, acquire some resources from uh, them within uh, reason. Perhaps a. Uh, Olgrim, they would be willing to heal Olgrim. I think we should make that a condition of any of any acceptance. Is you know they they're they're priests. They're the strongest priesthood in this entire city. I think they can do that at the least. Yeah, I like that idea. But you're not one for a religion. Religion. Well, that's hard to say in a dwarven accent. <laughs> um, no. And I don't have to believe in in Lothian to accept their their resources as they are a mutual cause to us. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, we're we're out to destroy these cultists and disrupt their plans, and I what? I don't care where the resources come from. Why are we doing this again? I forgot. I th- they seem to be working against the cultists, just like us. And why are why are we working against the cultists? What did the They've tried to kill us several times. Oh, Look what they did to okay. our friend Grim. <laughs> Stumpy over here. Yeah. <laughs> Just right. the big stumps put in your face. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> Smell why we fight. Well, I. And I mean, the they're. I'm sure the destruction in um, Old Town wasn't. Yeah, we gotta ask them about that. Yeah, I mean that's. You know, they're running around destroying the city. I think we, you know, may not have an obligation, but it may be a benefit to everybody if we 
prevent I that. Say, I say we, we join with them until it's not useful for us anymore. Yeah. Cutthroat goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he thinks. You do not serve our usefulness anymore. All right, so... He puts a check mark next to Olgrim. (laughs) (laughs) Usefulness is the title. Still useful. It's just an hourglass. So So we all agree? I think so. Okay, you head back inside. Avius. Avius leads the way. All right. Oh, God. Uh, Day, Daywan's talking with the lady follower. Um, she uh, offers Ms. some more Mr. Wine. Daywan, um, <clears throat> your, your honor. Uh, sir, Daywan, um, may I have a new robe if we work for you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Olgram says that in unison. <laughs> I, want, I want a robe like yours. Because that is completely out of the question. Why? This is a high priest's robe. I'll turn it inside out. How about that? I think you are making light of this situation. No, no, no. You don't understand my penchant for robes. He means, well, it's the wine, too. Perhaps what he's trying to say is we will accept and join with the conciliators. That's excellent news. I'm glad to hear that. Then I can offer you emergency assistance and shelter. If you ever find yourselves in dire needs, you can go to any Lothian temple and show these. And he shows you guys little pins that are kind of- What's that? They say FEMA. They're little pins that are kind of uh, diamondish shaped, uh, not like Lothian uh, markings at all. Uh, priests at each temple know that these pins, uh, when shown, are to give uh, food and shelter to whoever has them with no questions asked. Uh, you will certainly at least find a warm room and a roof over your head and at least food to survive the night if you are ever in dire needs. They may not even know again who you are really helping and aiding, so I would request you to keep that to yourselves. I can also offer you with those very same pins. Uh, they will uh, give you half the normal fees for any healing that you may need at any temple by showing that. And in addition, in matters of cultists and the chaos cults only, you will have the same law authority as all clerics in this city do. You will be able to bring captured cultists, their conspirators, any evidence directly to the church prison that you know all too well, and it will be taken with uh, all due seriousness based upon your um, your capabilities. We'll make sure there's actual evidence against them if they were to be brought in. Says the <clears throat> one who shoots first and asks questions later. <laughs> we have... We have one other (laughs) stipulation upon joining. What is that? Our dwarf friend here, through fighting the cultists, was grievously injured, and we'd like whatever whatever can be helped to restore his foot back to normal. 
He says, hmm. An act uh, of good faith, if you will. He whispers something to the lady who's been handing stuff out. She whispers something back a bit concerned, and they whisper just a little bit, and he holds out a, a, a momentary hand to you guys. Holds out the pin. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, heads back and says, I'm, I cannot directly help him myself, and our temples can provide healing assistance as needed, but again, there are costs associated for them to do such. Um, but we will certainly help you in what ways we can. Think of it as an investment. <laughs> but I can provide you uh, with this. And I she, love my group. She returns with a small uh, reddish box. And he takes it and opens it up and uh, nods approvingly at what he finds inside and extends it out towards the group. Um... What's in it? You're grabbing it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You grab it. You open it, it up. You. Inside is a small bluish gem. And that's all that's inside this box. Priest Awan says, this is a gem of healing. It can be used in dealing with the savages of combat and is used by interweaving it into an item that you carry upon you to help. And perhaps this may make your tasks easier. And I do not give this to you for you agreeing to be an agent of the conciliators. I give this to you for aiding a stranger who was trapped in a basement and ending a nightmare and doing so selflessly. Ogrim passes a sweet cake to Elmo. Slap down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thank you very much, priest. And he walks over and does a little Pope type, like touching of the forehead. Uh-uh. <laughs> What's a big no for Elmo? <laughs> All right, everyone other than Elmo gets a DM inspiration die. <laughs> I'm alright with that. Till the one day you, you have to have jump one. that you bridge. Have one. Oh, hey, when I burned through mine. I already had one in. As we... (laughs) Just a slap back. (laughs) He says, as we find any information, we will reach out. And if you have information, uh, you can leave a message, sealed message for me, and it will reach me. Where where do we leave that message? Any temple will find its way to me. Another thing, that explosion the other day, was was that caused by cultists? What do we what do you know about that? We do not know much. We are looking into it as we speak. One of my masters of the arcane believes that chaos was definitely a part of it, but we cannot 100% confirm that. 72% maybe. Well, wouldn't you, you'll let us know when you find more out? You find out more? Certainly. Well, enjoy the celebration. You have more than earned it. And may Lothian be with you all. Off to the founding! And he charges out. All right. <laughs> uh, he goes away and starts talking to one of his guards. The uh, lady who's been handing out wine and sweet cakes comes up to Puck the Goblin Healer. Hello, lady. Says, 
Hello, I'm. She wants some strange. She <laughs> 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 says, uh, "Hello, it's it's great to hear that you will be helping out the church, and I um, am running a, a a bit of a church activity in uh, in just a little bit. We are uh, hosting a a fun little event for charity for an orphanage, and." Uh, we're very excited to do it, and it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a section of of a booth where you get to uh throw throw eggs at you know pompous type priests. They're hard to get, but it's kind of funny, uh, and people pay for it, and it's all for the good of charity. Uh, I, I was wondering if 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 you, uh, little sir, would be interested. In in helping us at at the booth, I think. Are you wanting to throw eggs at me? Well, not me, but people who would pay, <laughs> and the money would go to charity. And I I mean no offense, but I I think they would pay a lot to throw eggs at the <laughs> goblin. <laughs> think of the children. <laughs> it's better than the dark elf booth. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. How 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 much money are we talking about getting raised here? Uh, well, normally it's a silver per egg, but I think we might get three silver per egg for you. Let's say if you can get five silver an egg, I'll do it. Let's okay. Then come with me. I'll just need like an hour of your time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wonderful for the, for the children. Wonderful. <laughs> Wear this costume. <laughs> we are the world. She takes Puck away and is heading off towards a little game booth type area, and is very. She's almost skipping. Puck and his gem, off to the. Yes. Oh, yeah, we got to figure out what to do cakes. with that. <laughs> yeah, what's the Lothian? What's her name? Oh yeah, I. Sweet cakes. There's one right past. <laughs> her name is the uh, very smooth sounding Genic. Genic, the female loyal follower. She's human. That's her title, too. The female. <laughs> it's on her badge. Genic, the female. That's what they call me. <laughs> I'm in between spells. <laughs> I have my I'm next post spell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Upper half only, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Someone's gonna go see if he can get. Yeah. So many <laughs> go see if he can get back uh, in that our Apologies to the. <laughs> oh, we love all post spell people. We apologize. <laughs> Pre and post. Oh my god. Pre and post. All right. Don't be doing that archery contest without me, elf. He says that he disappears, and it is now time for the archery contest. (laughs) (laughs) These sons of bitches. (laughs) Elmon excitedly drags you guys off towards a more wide open area of field and is almost late for the archery competition. I'm here. You can start. (laughs) (laughs) And you show up. There's a a decent-sized crowd behind uh, where the contestants are. A field with a bunch of different targets set up. There's some people doing some test shots. And uh, again, people laughing, people excited. There's some archers there that are not 
there's like a bunch of amateurs that are having fun. There's like the serious ones with like the sport gloves and that kind of stuff, mm. you know, <laughs> and like the patch over the one eye for Olympic shooting, like serious type people. And there is a um, lady there, an elf, who is running the competition. And you walk up and approach her. She sees your bow on your back. She says, oh, you'd like to enter the competition. I would. She says, uh, wonderful. Uh, you will have to use our arrows, but Fine. you can use your bow. And she looks at it carefully and makes sure it's not legendary bow of all time. <laughs> right. <laughs> She says, I am Naquant. I run and operate uh, uh, Navean Bowcraft. We are sponsoring this. The competition is going to be uh, point-based. The f multiple targets we have here, she points to a big white plank that's just a moderate distance out. The first target is worth a single point. Some further distance beyond that is a shield uh, that's painted blue and... Uh, uh, standing up on the ground. She says the blue shield is worth two points. Further back on a wooden little um, stand is a bottle that's red. She says the uh, red bottle is worth three points. And then way further back than that on another wooden stand is a single silver coin. She says the coin is worth four points. You can take a few moments to practice some shots. And then when the competition begins, it will be uh, five shots in total, and whoever wins will claim the prize. And she points over to a guarded area of 40 gold and eight Mastercraft Ilnoran arrows. You take a look, you have never seen arrows as nice as these. They are upgraded versions of the ones you have used before. Nice. nice. I drool over them for a little bit and then... <laughs> Go back and prepare to win this contest. All right. You uh, take their arrows. Uh, you can do a couple of shots. What did you want to shoot at? There's a white plank, blue shield, red bottle, silver coin. Just so you can get, you can get familiar with it. Uh, the third one is at the red bottle. Red bottle. All right. All right. You line it up and take a shot. Uh, 20 plus 9, 20, 20, 27. 27. The bottle gets knocked over. All right. I'll go for the silver coin. All right. 22. You go wide. I'm sorry, 24. You go wide. Really? With a 24? Yes. The silver coin. Good to know. Good <laughs> yep. to know. One more shot and you can test it out. Yeah, let's give that one more go. Okay. And I will go wide. <laughs> <laughs> you turned around. Really? I almost got Oh, really I'm wide. leaving the contest. <laughs> All right. Going to become a monk. <clears throat> A couple shots are done, and um, you actually get to the second round, is what we'll say, and it's down to four of you. And I'm going to ask each of the other players here at the game to take mm -hmm. part as one of the other players in this competition. Traders. Um, let's have... Traders. Down with them. <laughs> oh, I grabbed from the magic bag. Oh, I'm all set. Let's have Chris... Uh, sorry, Christopher. You're going to play uh, Isaac. A little bio on there and everything. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac is—he um, looks like a, a young farmhand type kid who knows his bow, but still young, and is being cheered on by his farm family behind him. One of which was one of the wrestlers in the little mud pit earlier. Oh, and we will have. <laughs> we will have uh, Seth. You're gonna play. Uh, 
Gurzav. Gurzav is a half-orc mercenary who's there for business. He's looking pretty serious. He's watching Elmon trying to size everyone up. He's not in a playful, fun mood. He has a couple half-orcs there watching him. Not cheering him on, just watching him. <laughs> he's got the sports glove. <laughs> yeah. And then Tim. Tim, you'll play LaRose. LaRose is... <laughs> an, Shanaquan's sister. Is a, uh, a male elf who's tall, has a nice bow, and is uh, the uh, champion three years running of this competition. Oh. And also works at Nevaeh and Bowcraft. I have a quick question. It's a setup. Yes. Can I use my inspiration in my room? You cannot. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what? <laughs> and Seth, you got some secret on your back of yours. <clears throat> so. Kill Elma. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so we have our four contestants. Uh. We have the young uh, farm boy, Isaac. We have LaRose, the elven... Uh, champion, mm. and then we have Gurzav, the half-orc, and then we have Elmon. The winds are a little strong, blowing over some trees, and let's have, let's have uh, Isaac. Isaac, you can say something and go first. Uh, Isaac turns around and waves to his family, and they're all, go Isaac! <laughs> He's all heep, ha and takes a quick shot. All right, what do you want to shoot at? Uh, he's going for the red bottle. Going for the red bottle, okay. Uh, with a nine. <laughs> a total of nine. A total of nine. The nerves have gotten to him. The shot does not come anywhere near hitting, and Isaac he, has zero like, points. Aww. Stomps away. All right, let's have... Rose just stands there, arms folded, just watching with a smirk. <laughs> let's have Gurzav, the orc. What are you going to shoot at? The uh, white plank. <laughs> going for the easy one. Well, I'm assuming this. these are just the... Those are the, the, the order. order. That is the order and the points that they're Oh, worth. okay, so I can go for any of them? Any of them. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, I'll go for the red bottle. Okay. I'll crush you guys like worms. Uh, 17. 17 at the red bottle is also a mess. This competition's off and kicking. Ah. Elmon, you're up. Lorelis <laughs> hmm. just looks at Elmon, gives him a nod. I nod back. <clears throat> um, Red bottle. Red, red bottle. bottle Everyone's doing the red bottle. Uh, 21. 21 is a miss. Fuck. Everyone's trying to prove a point, and everyone's caught off guard by this wind. And LaRose, the champion, just hits calmly stands up <laughs> and shoots for what? <clears throat> All right. So, how many rounds are there? Five. First five rounds. Yep. Everyone's missed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> LaRose goes for the blue shield. The blue shield. Second half farthest. With a natural 20. <laughs> Pins the blue shield with red bottle. You, what? you hit the blue shield, knock it over. You hit a dead center. The crowd just goes, woo. And Naquant uh, says, uh, two points for LaRose, and you have the lead. He just looks over at Elmon and kind of raises his eyebrows. It's okay, Isaac. Just, no just take, it, take it easy. It's all right. Okay. 
A lady catches your eye, Elman, as you're trying to figure out what's going on. It is. It is an elven lady who has a bit of uh, regalness to her. She calls out, Archer, I would like to speak with you. She's at the little crowd line behind a little rope. Give her kind of a suspicious look, but walk over nonetheless. Is that a disqualifying thing? (laughs) She says, The wind. When the wind blows across the trees from the right, just wait a few moments, and then it will be clear. I nod. All right. You may now add plus one to all of your shots. She did not say that loud for anyone else to hear, Mm. by the way. (laughs) Nice. Isaacs quickly takes a step back. (laughs) Isaac, you're up. What's she shooting for? Uh, Having seen the champion shoot the blue shield, it goes for the blue shield. All right. Good luck. Doing, doing. Uh, twenty-four is a hit for two points. Ha! Gerzav, you little human and puny elves, let Gerzav show you how it's done. As he uh, notches an arrow and shoots for the red bottle, like last time, orc. Uh, 21. That was a red bottle shot. Goes whistling past the red bottle teeters and stays placed. <laughs> Elmon, you are next. Tied for the leader, Mom. Uh, Yay, Isaac. I'm going to go for the red bottle again. Wait for the... Uh, uh, just after the uh, wind passes through the trees right. appropriately. <sighs> that would be a 27. On the red bottle? On the red bottle. Goes spinning into the grass, knocked over successfully for three points. And LaRose gets to wrap up this round. LaRose acknowledges <laughs> and confidently walks up to the shooting line and it was after the red bottle as well right or 24 LaRose shows him up and also hits it retaining his lead so for the second round the host calls out <clears throat> we have Gerzav 0 Isaac 2 Elmon 3 LaRose 5 we will now begin round three. There's two just terrified boys out there resetting the things, hoping you don't shoot. <laughs> didn't, didn't Gerzog miss twice? Yeah. yeah. Zero. Yeah, zero. 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 Oh, okay. That's what zero plus oh. zero equals. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. He's right. an elf, not a wizard. Too. Yeah. Gerzog, you're Even up. I'm an archer, not a no, mathematician. Wait. Am I? Are you skipping me? Gerzog is up first with the fewest points. I'll show you, infidels. I was just uh, testing you guys before. <laughs> no one believes it. What? Uh, he pulls an arrow out of uh, his quiver that has some, uh, the feathers are uh, these nice uh, blue ones and kind of blows it a little kiss. And it's going to be a uh, But a no one else notices arrow. this, by the way. Except and, uh, for who? 
Just him. Just, he just has a sneaky Gerzov. And uh, mm. going to shoot the red bottle again. <laughs> All right. Gerzov. With a uh, 21. 21. His sneaky arrow, he snuck into the generic quivers. He aims it up and fires. Just barely misses. <laughs> what did you do to that red bottle, human? He's cursing the small ball boy who's running back and forth. <laughs> chasing him through the field. <laughs> Isaac, your, sh- your third shot of five. What Takes aim at? and uh, at the uh, the same shot he did before the blue shield. Blue shield is a nineteen. Shunk is a hit for two more points. You be quiet. <laughs> hey, you don't talk to him like that. Says the muscular, mud-covered farm hand in the crowd. Go back and eat mud. A half-orc steps next to him, and the fight is almost started. A city guard just steps in the area and just looks at them both, and the crowd gets quiet as Elmon lines Puts up his shot. a turkey leg in his mouth and just watches what's going on. Uh, I'm going to have to go for the red bottle again, I'm afraid. He lines it up. It's a far shot. I should have gone for um, the silver coin. 28. 28. Shh. Red Bottle is sent toppling over for three points for Elmon. Ah. Give, uh, what's his face LaRose. over there? Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, a, a look. <sighs> oh, what does LaRose do? <laughs> can play it safe. He can end it. He can show up, Elmon. <laughs> oh. All right. Delay of game. Goros <laughs> wets his fingers, penalty. sticks it up in the air. Okay. Marks the wind. What's he aiming for? Marks the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. Hunter, Hunter marks the wind. Goros <laughs> is aiming for the silver coin. The farthest object. And He's got to arc it. Here he goes. Uh-huh. Oh, fudge. A one. A natural one? Yeah. Oh! You Gar- fire, and the bowstring snaps, yes, and does. the arrow still traveled some distance. It went about 12 feet, awkwardly spinning and tumbling. And your uh, your good friend and co-worker, you uh, look at her uh, with a bit of a shot. What is this? It counts, LaRose. That was a shot. That n- my bowstring broke. That is a valid shot. You gave me a bad bow. The crowd's just like, ooh. She walks, Williams o- moment. she walks over to you quietly and says, this is for our bowcraft store. You can't say I gave you a bad bow. Yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a fine bow. <laughs> what are you doing? What did you do to my bowstring, orc? Better, that's better. <laughs> Go that route, yeah. I I cut it. That's what I did. I cut it. You hear Good laughter. Shot. Orcish he, laughter from the crowd. Did you hear? He admitted it. Is, Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> Is this true, Orc? No, I'm just taunting the little guy. At the end of round three, we have Gerzav, zero points. <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> Isaac four, LaRose five, and in the lead, Elmon with six. Begin round four. Gerzav, this is your chance to get on the board. <laughs> what are you aiming for? Gerzav's going to shoot at the red bottle. <laughs> with a nine. <laughs> you hit the white plank perfectly. But it doesn't. That's a point. <laughs> That's what I was aiming. I was aiming at the white plank. And this is the first time ever Gruzov has even shot a bow. <laughs> yeah, he was the Apparently. one of the three half orcs that lost the bet. Yeah, he drew the, he yeah. drew the short straw. <laughs> All right, um, Isaac. He's very serious now. <laughs> he takes aim at the uh, the the blue shield once more. Isaac! And the shot goes <laughs> Uh, 21. Blue shield 21. Shunk is a good hit for yeah. two points, I believe. <laughs> Six points! Time for the lead now, actually. Next shot is LaRose. You just hear chanting from Isaac. Does LaRose have a new bow string? Yes. No, he's <laughs> <laughs> You've got a ball boy. Javelin. Now playing javelin, yeah. <laughs> um, the rose has been provided another excellent quality bow and bowstring from Navon Bowcraft. <laughs> the finest in bowcraft quality. All right, the rose. Um, it's down by a point. Ah, uh, just tie it. He goes for the silver coin. For the silver coin. Oh, going for going the farthest one. With uh, 27. 27. Silver coin is hit and taken down. The first Whoa. one of the competition. Four points added to LaRose. Ooh. He nonchalantly takes his bow over his shoulder and just, you know, turns Works better with a string. Crowd. <laughs> the crowd cheers. Like everyone knows he would have nailed everything, just the, the, the string failed him. LaRose has the lead and with nine points, last shot of this round, Elmon. So how many points does LaRose have? He has nine, you have six. And you're the last shot of the round. You can tie it with the red bottle I like know, you I always can. do. <laughs> <laughs> Taunt me, will you? That was in character. <laughs> um I'm going to use my inspiration die and go for the silver coin. Elmon lines it up. He arcs it back and lets loose. 27. Also hits the silver coin and sends it flying off into the grass. We have another shot of the silver coin. The crowd cheers. Look at these elves showing off. <laughs> at the end of round four, we have Gerzov. Still zero points. Yeah! <laughs> zero! Isaac, six. Yeah! LaRose, nine. And Elmon, ten points. This is the last and final shot from each of you. Little history note here. Orcs actually invented the game of golf. Yes. <laughs> we will go with Gerzav. This is your last shot and last chance to get any points in this competition. <laughs> don't, don't insult Gerzov. He's going to show these little kobolds how to shoot a bow. You've been doing a great job so far. 
<laughs> yeah. How did you roll? A, 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 a nine. A nine? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even declare a target. Just shot the bow in the air. What were you aiming for, though? The red Just bottle. The you hit the red bottle, but it was Elmon's red bottle several lanes over. <laughs> <laughs> And the crowd just kind of goes, oh. Cheer for Gurzov, Gurzov the Great. It is just deathly silent. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Puck ever dies, Gurzov has to be the replacement. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, Isaac, your last shot. Uh, this is, uh, is there third place type stuff going on? I'm um, Yes, I'm sure there will be. Okay. Playing uh, safe. He's he's going for the silver coin. Okay. Rose looks at Isaac. For a human, you're pretty good. Oh. <laughs> he seems enamored. <laughs> Don't listen to his trash talk, Isaac. You can do it. <laughs> what? He said I would. Don't listen to him. <laughs> ah, he rolled. <laughs> 19. And you're oh. shooting for the silver? Silver coin. He was it comes trying. up way short. That's way short. That's what he got short. was 19. <laughs> <laughs> He skulks away. Foolish boy. I take it back. Um, really? Okay. Take it back. <laughs> this is now the last shot for the reigning champion three years in a row, La Rose. She says, a bit concerned. <laughs> so La Rose is down by one. You have nine, Elmon has ten. You each have that one Nike shot campaign right is going to switch over. <laughs> Better be careful. I'm going to burn my Nike arrows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you aiming for? The rose goes for mm. <sighs> silver coin. The silver coin. All or nothing. Yeah. Shot is fired. Shit. <laughs> What'd you get? Eleven. A total of eleven. Twelve. Sorry. Another string breaks. <laughs> <laughs> the nerves get to LaRose. The shot misses, and the crowd just goes silent. Everything's ah! <laughs> Fat Albert laughs Shut at up, you. Shut up, orc! <laughs> LaRose just stomps off. He's not even going to stay for the... Oh, oh, yeah, he is sour. With a dramatic flair. The uh, host, host Naquan, says, uh, we... We have a winner. You have a shot remaining. Takes a shot, goes for the silver coin. Just quickly? Yeah. All right. Uh, natural oh, 20. Oh, my God! <laughs> yes. Without yes. looking, he shoots, <laughs> stares at the crowd in LaRose. Right, right at LaRose. <laughs> oh, man. The shot goes through, and boom, that coin is split through the center. It actually pierces the coin, goes right through the center, and is nailed down, and... We have a winner with Elmon with 14 points. We have a new winner. And the crowd goes, yay. And a couple people come out and start celebrating and high-fiving you. And how'd you do that? And where'd you get your bow from? And where, wh who, are you a guard? And asking you all sorts of questions. You now have like a throng of 12 people. I just start heading towards wherever the prize is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just get out of my way. No, I, I, you know, I guess make a little bit of small talk, but. Make a persuasion roll. This will be your, cow oh, your crowd. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd turns on you. Uh, uh, persuasion, 12. A 12? Yeah. They're I mean, like, you know. oh, yeah, never meet your hero. Yeah. <laughs> never meet your hero. 
And we thought LaRose was a dick. <laughs> I win that prize too. <laughs> I still were going that prize all day. Natural 20s all day. I'm being a jerk. Uh, Naquant is there and uh, she says, uh, excellent shooting. Uh, you, you you did well, wonderfully. I, I've not seen that kind of shooting out, outside of our own LaRose. You've, <clears throat> well done. Well done. Here is your uh, prize. She hands out uh, 10 gold to uh, Isaac, which is... Well, I could buy a farm! <laughs> which is a fortune. <laughs> she uh, takes about 20 gold and puts it in a pouch and puts it in her bag for LaRose mm-hmm. later. Theoretically. I was just reading. <laughs> and then hands you a much larger pouch, Elmon, of 40 gold. And she says... Uh, and you also earned these and unwraps the eight Mastercraft Ilnoran arrows. These arrows are fantastic. They are similar to the ones you had before, but they are of a much higher quality. Each one of them deals an additional six damage when you Wow. Hit. Are they considered magical or just? Yes. Okay. We'll make a note of that as well. Were you all out of your other ones? I have one left. I've been saving it for something special. I thought you put it in one of those ghost people. I, the, yeah, I had two. You had two left uh, at that point. <clears throat> now I have one. Nice. Actually, and plus eight more. <coughs> you have forensic accounting of your arrows. Elmon <laughs> is whisked away to a fun little celebration and dinner is had at a nearby little feasting tent and you guys enjoy some food and spirits. And it's a great time. Avius was on the ready to gust. To use he gust? To, to help. Really? But I don't know if you noticed, but every time he. No, no I didn't. Interesting. While all this grand stuff was going on, Puck! Oh, man. <laughs> you are in a small wooden stall. There are games next to you, a little bag type tossing things and hoops being tossed and. There's a little clown-type performer, Jester, who's been making fun of you the last few minutes as you get prepared. Vakir is there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's her wonderful name? Genic. She says, uh, okay, so you just need to sit right here on this stool. They will stand behind the rope there, and then I'll see if we can get five silver at all from someone. I just sit here? I don't get to dodge or move around? No, but it's pretty far for egg-throwing. Uh, and, uh, and if you want, if you want to, 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 to taunt them and stuff, that'd be great. Can you do that? I can do that. Can you be mean at all? Oh, I can be mean. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> Ulgrim's in the next tank. <laughs> and a guy and his girlfriend, youngish guy, human guy, and his, his um, uh, halfling girlfriend. Uh, stride by and he, she's kind of interested and looks look at that it, it's like a little m- mini like hobgoblin thing you're a mini hobgoblin <laughs> he says uh, yeah yeah I'll, 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 I'll throw some how much is it she's like uh, five silver for three eggs <laughs> Puck winces <laughs> and uh, he says yeah he uh, coughs up the coins and it starts uh, throwing some uh, eggs at you you're going to start saying anything, Puck? 
<laughs> he winds up and throws an egg right at you and smack your first egg is right in your chest. Oh, good, good, good throw, good throw. Now see if you can hit me with the next one. You mook. He throws the next one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we just went a little racist there. <laughs> he missed with the next one. Oh, it was just that was Nice shot. Nice throw. Shut up. And he throws Come the next on, one. Turkey. He throws the next one and it breaks in his hand with anger before he throws it. <laughs> Thorn whip. <laughs> <laughs> and more people come by. And more people come by. And Puck, you've drawn drawn a bit of a crowd. <laughs> he thought about it, yeah. The crowd starts gathering and there's more and more people are paying. Uh, she starts changing the price to one egg per five silver. And That's people more are, like it. That's are, what we agreed on. <laughs> Genic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the insult you start throwing around. Such a Genic. More, sh- more shots, more thrown at you. Overall, they're not hitting because you're more diminutive than they're expecting, and you're still pretty far, and the eggs are not aerodynamic. They're not Elnor and Mastercraft eggs. Are, are you <laughs> counting his bonus to armor class for his size? <laughs> <laughs> and time goes by. It's been maybe 30, 45 minutes of your hour-long agreed-on shift as you check your watch every so often. You've gotten just lightly splattered with eggs until you run into a slightly different crowd. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my aim. <laughs> There's three uh, young guys there, and they're not taking kindly at all to your comments. They're getting a little more serious. They're throwing harder. Are they human? What, what yep. race are they? They okay? are human. Come on, you sloppy humans. Hit the, hit the, hit me. One th- the goblin! <laughs> <laughs> one throws and misses. Another one just grabs an egg without paying for it and smacks you upside the head. Yeah! Look at that, filthy mongrel! You still throw like a kobold! <laughs> and they hit you upside the head again. You don't belong in this city, you filthy animal! I'm filthy, look at your face! <laughs> you say with egg literally on your face! <laughs> 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 It's just breakfast for him. You're just He's just licking it up. Just licking it up. Yeah, go back to where he came from. I came from your mama. <laughs> <laughs> he starts going the detailed half goblin lineage in his ancestry. <laughs> More, they are pretty good, and you are getting splattered with egg yolk <clears throat> and covered from shins to chest. And uh, like a whole foot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, they uh, uh, say, yeah, we better not see you around here. And they uh, laugh. Well, what? What are you going to do? I'm right here. Come get me. Come on. Throw some eggs. Throw some more eggs. Make an intimidation roll in an inverted kind of way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 15. 15. One of them ducks under the thin little yellow rope. Genric says, no, 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 stay behind. He pushes her down into the grass. Oh. And walks over and draws his small little mini club that he has. It's about maybe two feet long with a slightly rounded head on the side. And he comes running right up, draws it, kind of pulls it back, but instead pushes you with his open hand and pushes you off the stool. I turn into a bear. 
All right, he reaches out to plush, and you instantly morph into a bear. What the hell? <laughs> he scampers back, looks around, some kind of joke. His friends start leaving him behind. He uh, throws defensively panicked his little club at you and runs and smacks into the yellow rope, knocking that whole thing over, and he disappears into the crowd. Uh, turn back into Puck and just... <laughs> it is dinner time at a dinner tent. Elmon, you have been invited. Uh, you've been brought by a bunch of the crowd and stuff. Your friends have come with you, and it's a good time to eat. Um, it's starting to get a little towards sunset. But you've also been invited, specifically uh, you and your two friends, Elmon and Olgrim, <clears throat> to... Uh, eat with this uh, nice uh, elven lady who you have uh, spoken with a little bit now. Uh, her name is Glenarin Skycaller. You've been chatting with her, having some nice conversation. It's good, pleasant elven conversation uh, about elven interests as opposed to what Olgrim farted out yesterday type <laughs> conversations you have. <laughs> and after a while... Elven speak, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <the> same. <laughs> and after a while, Olgrim and Avius, you guys kind of just leave that table and go to your own table, and he's left with a bunch of the elves and just chatting. Finally amongst my own people. <clears throat> she uh, whispers when some of the gentlemen she's with, and she's dressed really nice, some of the gentlemen she's with are busy talking to themselves. She leans over and whispers to you, you're not so reserved as other elves. I've been living amongst... <clears throat> those outside of our kind for some time now. You are respectful and your thoughts are still, but I can see what you mean. You you are not distant like the others that I deal with. <clears throat> I do what I can. <laughs> Where did you learn to shoot an arrow like that? <laughs> Is it a funny story? <laughs> no. Very tragic, but <laughs> <laughs> they laugh, all died. <laughs> I laugh, otherwise I'll cry. <clears throat> um, I grew up um, amongst a family of archers. Oh, so I was basically born with a bow in my hand. <clears throat> and w what is it that you do as your vocation? Shoot things. <laughs> you are no guard. You are a bodyguard for a wealthy noble? A huntsman? I can't place you. Huntsman would probably be close to accurate. Well, this city can swallow up an elf if one is not careful. You should come visit Aridithil's home. It's in Midtown. It's a place for relaxation where one can restore one's spirit back to the world. I think it might do you some good, and you are certainly welcome, and would be no inconvenience for me to see you once again. I may have to do that, Glenarin. Some men enter the... A bunch of people have been coming and going in this mini tavern-type tent, but some men enter that catch uh, some of your interests <clears throat> as they are armored and armed and look like they've 
been traveling hard and been in battle, at least in the last few days. And they start talking with the person, arguing slightly with the person who's checking people in at the door and trying to find a spot for him at the bench tables. Catch Glenarin's attention. Who are those men? She says, I do not know. Guards are quickly in after them, chat with them, and take their weapons and stand with their weapons, the guards do, uh, at the uh, one of the tables, and the guards are just going to have dinner while watching their weapons. And the armored, now armored men, <clears throat> talk amongst themselves, except for one has looked around the room and hearing people chat, and you guys have been talking about your exploits and adventures and having a good relaxing time and unwinding. He eyes the table with Avius and Olgrim, <clears throat> and this uh, old gray-bearded dwarf uh, stomps on over in his armor. And he comes over and swings his leg over the bench next to Olgrim and headbutts you up the side of the head. Take one point of bludgeon damage. What? <laughs> Hail, friend. Having a great time? Eating some good food? Lots of drink, are we? Uh, you, you hit me on the side of my head? Yeah, you like... were looking at your table. He came up to the side of you and headbutted you right as he sat down. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Olgrim slowly turns and stares at this dwarf, recognizing his his uh, quote unquote playful banter. Uh, return the headbutt. Ooh, and it's fine. Ooh. Just back at him. He takes it and does not move, and is taking a point of damage himself. Just headbutt each other to death over dinner. <laughs> Every <laughs> sentence is punctuated with a headbutt. I want to I want to use my my distracting maneuver. <laughs> move Avius clear, and you know. I like to think that I've met most of us stone cutters, but I ain't seen you around here before. I don't often spend time with the stone cutters. I'm more of a shield biter myself. Have you got a name? Shield biter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the name's Ogram. And that's all you need to know right now. Says, all right. Well, let's have a drink for Olgrim and his table on me. And the table cheers. Yay! What, uh, drinks are brought around. What's the occasion there, friend? Oh, celebration of a victory. I heard you speaking of victory, talking about ratmen. Nasty vermin for sure. How many did you put down? At least a handful. <laughs> Several. I can't even count. No, no, seriously, don't make fun of <laughs> me. I cannot I even count. count. <laughs> With that, he just downs the his, his ale as fast as he can there. That sounds like quite the battle. Or does it? You can't even remember how many you counted a handful. You should be doing more than that. I push my weight and tell me of your victory. That was just in one night, uh, mind you. Just in one night, one evening. He turns away from Avius with a scowl and looks back at Olgrim. <laughs> Avius puts his head down and shoots. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and my crew, we've been out hunting dragon, blue dragon. Lightning lashing out from its snarling mouth. You see this scar here? 
that's two days old. A wound two days old that I'm proud to show off. What have you got to show off? You got little, little rat bites on your finger? Blue dragon, eh? I can't believe that. No one's seen blue dragon in, in, in ages. The size of City Hall. And left that little mark and you did it. I I'm sensing a boast. <laughs> and I splash a little drink on <laughs> Ooh, he does not like that. He, his charming smile gives way to very serious. But then he looks at the rest of the table and starts to smile again. And he uh, takes another drink and says, to good battles. And everyone cheers. And he drinks. The table drinks. Olgrim drinks. Olgrim will drink. All right. Woohoo! Maybe he <laughs> Again, no one at the table pays any attention to the old wizard. Who's ready for adventure? <laughs> <laughs> He's tried his line so much. <laughs> so what are you? <clears throat> Stone lost? Are you a grail warden? What's your ancestry, dwarf? You have any idea where you come from? I'm sensing a bit of Scottish in you. <laughs> My accent will change how I want it. <laughs> I only know like two. Let's do Cockney now. <laughs> no, my ancestry is that of uh, shield biters. The Hill Clan. I know where I come from. And he, like, bares his chest as though that were something symbolic. He's got no markings on him. <laughs> if you think you come from the hills, then you don't know nothing. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about brave kings, smart men, and even stronger women who built an amazing city called Dwarven Hearth. I can see by the look in your eyes, you ain't heard of it. None at all. A city made from master builders, master crafters, where each line cut of the stone was perfect, where each tile was emblazoned with depictions of our lineage and our ancestry, where each brick fit, each joint fit so perfectly and so securely. The old gods lowered their heads in respect to Dwarven Hearth, the city with no equal. Any of that ring a bell, dwarf? I've heard of the place, but it's lost to myth. It's things that wandering dwarfs, drunken dwarfs, will just spatter on about. No one's been there. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, he says. He stands up and addresses the crowd more than Olgrim. Still looking at you occasionally, but more to the crowd. <laughs> just, he's just up on the table. Yes. When he stands up, a couple of his boys by the door move a little bit, but then they realize no fight's happening at the moment. And they settle down. The guy keeps talking. Our ancestors fought off the Dark Elves in not one, but two wars. And while that was happening, mankind unleashes the Skull King Gull. And he spits on the ground. Gull swarms man with darkness, and then he sets his eyes on us. And when he does, what do our ancestors do? They protect our homeland. They seal it off and leave their master workshops and their homes behind so that nothing like that could get it and seal it off for good. So no one can enter. We have no home, and you don't even think it exists. Do you have any idea where it is? It's below your feet, below this very city. 
You have no idea. There are dwarves, the stone lost, in towers just outside that keep eyes on it, that come up to the city every now and again just to get supplies to survive. You have no idea about that. You wander around. So when someone comes striding into Tallis, drinking our ale, eating our food like they own the place, and telling tales of killing rats, you better understand where you come from and what people have lost and say some words to show respect for our ancestors. And he sits down and grabs his drink and looks at you to speak something. <laughs> kind of intimidating. <laughs> uh, does he uh, bear any kind of... Uh, uh, symbols like he belongs to a, a noble house of a dwarven clan or um you may make a lore roll you for the first die to throw out <laughs> oh naturally not with 20. that one i know thee <laughs> uh you we keep this one. yeah you recognize the symbol he has is a group of mercenaries. So it's not part of a noble house or anything along those lines. Um, uh, Soldiers of the Field is the name of his mercenary group. Okay. They're not known as particularly noble. It's just whatever the big price is. Whatever's the most famous thing they'll normally go after. Dwarves, dwar- dwarves yeah. of the field as well. No, soldiers, of, soldiers the field. of the field. He's the only yeah, dwarf. The rest are soldiers human the- and half elves. Uh, Ogram leans in. The whole crowd's waiting now. I'll do you the respect of not saying this aloud, but I'll not take the words of a mercenary. Soldiers of the field, you know you are. Exaggerating such things. Saying such things to build up hope place you talk about is lost it was forsaken and you do it no respect talking about it here make an intimidation roll oh wait I rolled two sorry is an eight an eight intimidating that was worthy of should be a ten at least. No, go ahead and do advantage. I like your I like your speech. Get advantage. Roll second die. Take this the highest of the two. Die. Good luck. First one is Eight. the best All one. Right, right. It, is. it is. Not a problem. He says I'll speak then on behalf of dwarves who are too cowardly to, to our ancestors and to the city we've lost, to one day we may have earned the respect to take it back once again. A drink to Dwarven Hearth. And he takes a big drink, a couple other people take big drinks, and then the rest of his drink he pours at your feet, Olgrim. <laughs> I respond and I also pour the drink at my feet. <laughs> All right. At, at his feet, but he's kind of close, so it's just like All right. both up and- Pouring it on each other's feet. feet. Yeah, toe. pretty much, toe to toe. Touching dicks. He headbutts you into unconsciousness. I'm so sorry. I rolled a natural 20. Wait, I don't get a chance. No, no, no. Just no. right there. Kaboom. He caught you off guard, and Olgrim drops like a <laughs> rock. Hey, hey now. Fireball. Avius <laughs> <laughs> a- stands up startled and says, d- d- You cannot do that to my friend. Elmon, uh, he's the the uh, gray-bearded dwarf turning mm-hmm. to you, Avius. Elmon, there's four guys uh, not too far away from you near the tent opening that are quickly moving 
towards deeper into the tent towards the action. Uh, can I get a read on like who are 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 they soldiers of the field? They look like mercenary types, certainly. Okay. They are armored. They have no weapons because there's some guards that are now kind of starting to slowly pay attention. Okay. Elmon will stand up and be like, here, here, that was a mighty blow. Good job. Uh, well done, dwarf. Make a, make a deception roll. <laughs> Jesus. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> what did you roll? Seven. Seven. They go uh, running right past you. Uh, Avius. The gray-bearded dwarf... Start throwing my dice away. ...steps over Olgrim and says, Let this be a lesson to cowards and people who act like they belong in the city and don't give any care to where they come from. And he holds off his men from beating up the elderly old man, not knowing your capabilities. And they walk away. Um, uh, uh, sir, a dwarf person. Guards are standing up with their weapons at the door also to intercede. He turns around. Um. <laughs> Avius uses prestidigitation to make his voice very booming and very echoey and very strong and says... You are the one who knows not where you come from. Don't you dare accuse my friends and my people of not knowing the truth. Now go back to your money-grubbing mercenary friends and do not enter this tent again. Make an intimidation roll with advantage. See if someone can make some sort of social roll. <laughs> this is so good. He's resilient. Eleven. Eleven. He smiles a bit, and the guards say, "All right, that's enough." And he says, "All right, let's go." And him and his band leave, gather their weapons. Amon will check on Olgrim and see how he is. All right. Sit him up on the bench and. See how much traumatic brain injury he's Fan him he's, awake. He's, it's only uh, it's only sustained. been like forty five minutes of unconsciousness. He's totally, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Start smacking him on his head to try and wake him up. <clears throat> Olgrim, the world starts taking shape, and you remember there's something about a tent and a city, and there was ale. Well, hello there, friend. Did I win? <laughs> you won, all right. Yes. And he holds up his drink. Oh, I shouldn't do that with a head injury. <laughs> <laughs> you finish your dinner. Olgrim is brought to his senses, more or less. Uh, Olgrim, you may gain a DM inspiration die for doing your best of standing up to that guy. And the group departs. Elmon, you say farewell to your new elven friends. Yes. They hope to see you again. And you run into Puck, who's... The hair looks like he's mooshed it way too much, and he's just all gooey. And he, he comes up, and he has not eaten, and I don't know what kind of mood Puck is, is in. We, we raised so much money for these, so much coin for these little crippled kids. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> these sons of bitches were throwing eggs at me. I had to turn into a bear to scare off some. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. For the children. <laughs> the crippled kids. They're, I think they're, they're you know. At least they're crippled now. <laughs> they move faster now. 
And uh, Puck, you may also give me DM, DM inspiration die for being a good sport. Are you maxed out? You're maxed yeah. out. Yeah. All right. A lot of the crowd has departed. It is dark now. There's very little sunset left. There is a few members, not a few, there's still a decent amount, maybe a hundred people uh, that are still gathering around another field off to the side where there are big torches that are tall with a lot of light being given off. You guys make your way over there towards what's probably going to be the last um, interesting event of the uh, celebration. On the way, you pass by some market stalls and they're packing up and that kind of stuff. And you hear a one of the ladies call out. You think for a moment she's trying to hawk something to get rid of her last stuff, but instead she says, uh, Elmon, help me out. <laughs> Turn quizzically. You look over there. There is a uh, middle-aged human lady you recognize. Her name is Polia. And she is lifting a bunch of uh, wooden furniture into a cart that she's done that she didn't sell today. She is your friend Romick's wife. Oh, I will definitely help her out. She says, oh, I'm glad to see you. I could definitely use the help. Yes, put that in there. And we did pretty well today. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Did you have fun or were you selling something? Oh, I uh, I, I had fun. I was here as a, uh, uh, just a... Uh, party goer, if you will. Oh, <clears throat> excellent. Oh, you should have gone to the, uh, the, the archery competition, she says, noting your bow. Oh, I did. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> I won. You won? I did. Oh, that's good news. It is. Um, and, and speaking of news, have you heard from Romick recently? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, well, he left uh, a little more than a week ago to um, bring some shiny trinkets to some village on the river, and he was supposed to be back days. He hasn't returned yet. If you see him, Caden, can, can you uh, tell him to come home immediately? Sometimes he goes on these fun drinking binges, which is not helpful when we're trying to sell. Do you know what village he was going to? No, he said some village on on, on a boggy river. On the Grainy River? Probably. Were there bog legs involved? I don't recall. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you help her load up her cart. Yeah. Just thank you so much and uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of the last of the celebration. Uh, you as well. And her and her donkey on the cart disappear into the night. I think I got somebody killed. <clears throat> What was that? <laughs> uh, nothing, honey. <laughs> the four of you make your way towards these torches. The people are gathered, and you have arrived at the last event of the celebration, the Show of Lights. Woohoo! The Show of Lights is a square that's pretty big in size, maybe 80 by 80 foot square, lit up by multiple huge torches. They're almost like mini bonfires that are 15 feet up. So lots of light around there. The crowd is gathered around making a circle and you can just barely see their eyes as they're outside of these torches. In the middle, the grass has been removed and it's just um, sand. And there is a, uh, a lady who is um, managing this competition and there are a bunch of odd folks gathered around here, that around her. They do not look like mud wrestler types. They do not look like archer types at all. 
or dicey knifey types. They just look like an odd cavalcade of folks. And um, she's going over the last minute rules and they're about to begin. What are those last minute rules? You can't hear, you're out with the crowd and they're in the middle of this 50, 50 by 50 sand pit type thing. Avius wants to check this out. So does Puck. Okay. What does that mean? I I want to like I want to be I want to get a piece of this action. Okay. What do you want to do? You're standing with the crowd. I I go to wherever this lady is, explaining rules to whoever these people. Are. All right. You step out into the light and stride across the sand. And Puck. Puck goes Puck and Puck and Avius together. Okay. Where are you going? I want to see what's going on. You head out. This lady uh, comes out and meets you halfway. She says, good evening, gentlemen. Yes, uh, good good evening. Um, Avius Katorum. What's happening here? This is the show of lights. It is a display of magical artistry. Excellent. I I believe you need me. turns right back around. (laughs) (laughs) Elmon goes with him. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to win this one. (laughs) I, yeah, I'm, um, yes, at your service. Oh, um, well, there, there's a small prize, but, um, only due to some of the dangers behind magic, as I'm sure you're aware that are inherent within the nature, um, only sponsored members, or not members, but only sponsored casters, um, can participate. Yes, yes, I, yes, I have a sponsor, yes. We both, we both have sponsors. And who is sponsoring these two? She uh, calls the, out the to The Church Noah. of Lothian, of course. Yes, of course. She looks past you at the eyes of crowds in the darkness. It's just silence out there. <laughs> Go, Avius! <laughs> uh, I'm afraid it will take more than that to... More? More, more than the Church of Lothian? I'm afraid more than just your word. We need someone of some caliber, and you hear a voice call out from the darkness. A lady's voice, slightly lyrical, an older lady voice, Lily, the voice of Lady Gentle and Kath. She says, I will sponsor these two fine gentlemen. They're outstanding wizards and men of excellent caliber. The hostess. Tips his hat, bows, and does a little flourish. What does Puck do? Little wave and a wink. A wave and a wink. <laughs> the hostess says, Lady, General, and Kath has sponsored these two. You are more than welcome. Come. Come into the center. She says, uh, she whispers quick rules to you. No spells that endanger the public. No counter spells to any of the other contestants. Uh, failing to abide by these rules and you will answer to the inverted pyramid. You will have several minutes to uh, give your display. You, the winner will be voted by myself and two other judges, and who has the best visual display and artistry. And there are now, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five entrants. You will be the fifth. And we will begin the competition of the Show of Lights! Yay! And everyone cries, and she waves her hands, and all the torches, uh, big huge bonfire torches go out for a second, light up blue for a second and then go out a second and then come back into normal color. Give a little bit of a spectacle. <clears throat> she says, first up, 
is a, a little unusual situation for the uh, normal show of lights. And she whisks everyone in the middle out of the way. So all you contestants join her off to the side and leaving three halflings behind. There will be three people working as a team for the first time this year. She says, gentlemen, the stage is yours. And three halfling wizards kind of just nervously talk to each other. And then they stand back to back and the crowd gets really cool. And they start waving their hands in unison. And as they wave their hands, an image about 12 feet tall hovers just above them. This flat image of a wavering type of view, almost like a video screen from some weird sci-fi movie where it's just wavering, a hollow type thing. It's wavering above them. And the image starts to change shape and there's some rough animations and movement to it as they tell their story. One of them, of the three halflings, speaks in the middle. He says, The history of Talus! In an image of several landmarks of the city start to blend together. Um, you know, the city hall and the docks and some of these landmarks you've seen in the city. The history extends from the destruction of the evil gull and a hooded skeletal hand goes over an image of the city to the creation of our white fortress of Dalengard and an image of a fortress you've seen before that's in the that leads to the noble quarter a big white fortress with red top towers uh to the rise of the church and the empire and the flickering image that doesn't quite hold its shape of the Ankh of the Lothian Temple appears there. One of the halflings seems nervous. And the leadership of the city council. And an image of a square table with about two dozen strong, broad-shouldered, faceless figures, just outlined silhouettes appear. Hand in hand, we move forward and stay strong, all three of them say together at the same time. And their last image is of a human woman, a male half-orc holding hands, an elf holding hands, and in the middle of all those are uh, three smiling halflings right in the middle. And then they stop and the image fades, and there's a smattering of little golf claps that, <laughs> that occur. Excellent, excellent, the hostess says. Well done. And it's not magic. I'm not sure. They uh, walk out and they seem very proud. They like practice this all. That's like a high school dance team. They're really nervous and practicing it all weekend long. <laughs> You've been served. And they walk out of the sand. Next is a newcomer uh, by the name of Gudreth. Gudreth. And a young wizard comes out. He is wearing a blue robe and a blue pointed hat with yellow stars in it. Your archetypical terrible wizard looking garb steps out. He stumbles slightly in the uneven sand and he walks out and he starts to think to himself, starts to prepare the spell in his mind. The crowd's just kind of waiting. And then he starts to cast and stops. And then he says quietly to the hostess, can, can, can someone lower the torches, please? She waves her hands and the torches go to half their brightness and it gets a little less. And then he thinks to himself, you see him saying the words over in his mouth without actually saying them yet. And then he looks, he raises his hands up and then shoom, a small burst of a firework goes it briefly takes the form of the head of a bear 
fades away into dust. And then he says, I like bears. <laughs> and then he walks away. Excellence. Excellence. That was Gudrith. <laughs> the crowd is not very excited so far. Just next we have uh, Rilan, a sorceress wearing a black gown steps out with confidence. She strides into the middle and um, strikes the stunning pose. There is no greater foundation now in our great city than our bold leader and the prosperity he creates. She waves her hands and out of the sand forms a statue of brass. It becomes sand and it's of a man. And then the details are sand. It forms into brass and becomes more detailed and becomes that of the commissar of the city. And everyone's like, ooh, this brass statue catching the torchlight flickering beautifully. She motions her hands again and about 20 feet up, a giant thick eight-foot-wide golden coin appears and, like in slow motion, starts to tumble down towards the statue and tumble and tumble. And the crowd's like, ooh. And then it tumbles down and hits him on the arm and shatters into thousands of smaller coins that rain down and tumble and tunnel across the crowd or close to the edge of the crowd. And if anyone that reaches for him, they all just disappear and everyone cheers and claps. And she smiles, and her statue pops away and disappears into sand and disappears into the sand. She confidently strides past uh, Avius and says, Top that, old man. Avius grins. <laughs> the hostess looks over at the two of you. Puck and Avius. Um, yes, yes, yes. Just one, one moment, please. Sidebar. How, can I can I just go all out with my spells? You can, yeah, press to digitate the heck out of it. Am I limited on how many spells I can use and at what levels? Uh, you are based on what you have. Okay. Okay. Puck. <laughs> you guys can go separate. You can go together, whatever you want. Sidebar, sidebar. Mm-hmm. What do you got in mind, buddy? <laughs> I got I got a little bit of a show. I like bears too. <laughs> he does the exact same thing. We're gonna, see, we're gonna see what happens, but I think I I I don't I don't know if it can involve you. And my my this is this is this is my my story. What? Do you do you want to do it together? Why? This is about lights, is it not? But I think it's also storytelling. Okay, well. They're talking an awful lot over there. Let's see some magic. Yeah, let's see some magic, man. (laughs) I will. Let's do this. I will provide the lights. You provide the story. (laughs) Okay. Just trust me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Should we leave? (laughs) Yes. He said, trust him. We need to go. I heard it too. Is this all just our spells, or can I... Is, is that how that works, or... What, what do you mean? I mean, as far as, like, the light show or whatever, is there... You're going to use your spells okay. to do whatever it is you want to do, and if you need to embellish slightly with your spells, you certainly can. Okay. Just, you can't just full wish, like, mm-hmm. the entire earth to move or something like that. All right. So, a... 
goblin who removes his hood and scurries out with fast little stewy footsteps goes across the sand. Behind him is an old wizard, still arguing a little bit about what they're going to do. Do I need to roll for my spells? or? Uh, no, not normally, no. Work? Okay. We're just going to assume they work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. And that's everything. All right. <laughs> and you guys step out into the middle and everyone goes quiet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All eyes fall on the goblin. Uh, Puck's there with his spear, and he's gonna hit the ground with it, and as a thorn whip, like, and just crack, like a boom, crack, sonic boom. Sand goes flying out. As he does that, arced lightning, three times into the air. All right, goblin force. Oh my god. <laughs> Amius just walks away. Not Goblin Force again. <laughs> that fan fiction is just not fun. <laughs> the orcs and the ogres are mighty. They are oppressive. They keep the goblins down. We need to overcome them. We need to beat them on their own with their own magic. And another works in the crowd are like, yeah. Web goes up into the air. Goblin riot. <laughs> what happened in the air? Web goes up into the air. Web, so a thorn whip goes, whoosh, some sand gets whipped through the air and a giant web appears above the two of you, come falling down? Nope, it stays up there using falling breeze. Oh! The mighty goblin with his spear cuts through them. Another. <laughs> okay. The cultists come, and the goblin slews them with slays them with his spear. Firebolt flies up into the web, igniting the web oh. on fire, slowly burning as it's still slowly coming down. Cool. Go the ahead and go, so let me try to go ahead and um, both of you make a performance roll. <laughs> and Avius, I'm gonna give you advantage on that. What? Oh. Uh, eighteen. Ten. Ten and eighteen. So we will do. What's the average of that? Fourteen. Fourteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. Good. Okay, keep going. Goblin force. It's a script. The goblin. Optioning. The goblin and his friends. The mighty dwarf. The mighty wizard. <laughs> And the sharpshooting elf. They slay the evil. They conquer all. They are the heroes. Flaming sphere comes out. A giant ball of fire. Forms in Avius's hands and then floats up and then be- begins to circle around the web. Uh, Puck throws his own flaming spear up there to mirror, oh. to mirror uh, Avius's. All right, the crowd's going, ooh. And then, um. Why don't they do any of this when we're fighting? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, elf. Arch lightning. <laughs> Seriously, we could have won. I know, right? <laughs> Um, po, 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 po. Yeah, but, I mean, you're out of story. We're at, we're out of story. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of magic. <laughs> he finishes like that. Uh, yeah. He'll do one. Uh, one. Um, 
um, he'll shoot a moonbeam. It's a big 40 foot tall uh, silvery beam of pale light up in, into, in, in between, in between the, the, the two the spheres. spheres. Avius, you want to say something? Um, Puck does that. Avius uses prestidigitation to color this moonbeam as it's it's going through a rainbow of colors. It's the Roy G. Biv just cycling through. The web is still falling. The middle has burnt out, so it's just a ring of flames now falling. With um, spheres still yeah, going around. Falling. It's now like about like just above head levels coming to the ground as Avius and, and Puck are standing in the center proudly. No, it just needs a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you with that earlier? <laughs> the spectacle then comes to an end, and both of you may make another performance roll. Both of you have advantage on this. 16. 5. 16, 5, 21, 10 and a half with 12. The crowd cheers, the crowd's happy, the crowd, the crowd claps, and the Woo. judges start to judge. It's kind of a toss-up right now. And they speak amongst themselves. The sorceress says, not bad, not bad. Took two of you, but not bad. <laughs> the judges said, we have declared the winner of this year's show of light. The judges stand out. Will all the contestants please join us in the middle? And all of you go out. Halflings are very excited. <laughs> and she turns to the judge to her left. She says, how do you vote? And if it's 11 or higher, it goes for you guys. It's really just a toss up. Yeah. He says, I vote for Relon, sorceress. She nods knowingly. She turns to the, uh, it'll be 10 or higher actually. She turns to the other, uh, essentially a death saving throw is what I'm rolling for you guys. <laughs> she turns to the other judge and says, and how do you vote? Knowing the outcome already, he says, I vote for the goblin and friend. <laughs> yeah, I like, uh, I like uh, the, the sound of the that. The wizard and, and friend, I believe is what you mean. And she says, and I have cast my deciding vote for the winner of the show of light. And this year's winner of the show of light is... <laughs> you're doing advantage? You can do advantage. Roll it and add it to my roll. Okay. Six. Three. You oh. missed my one! Oh. You missed my one! Oh. It was a very hard decision this year, but we've decided to go... With Gudrith. No, with Rolan. Rolan wins it. Yay! She just smiles at the old wizard. Avius does thunder wave. <laughs> I will rule you all! Crowd, rule the day! Crowd claps slowly. Okay, yeah. The crowd all has to do constitution checks. <laughs> and that's the moment Avius became the villain. <laughs> Rolan accepts it. She says, thank you so much. I know that this kind of performance isn't for everyone, and it's it's a hard solo act to do. Uh, <laughs> and I thank you all for cheering me on. And she continues to ramble on, and you guys leave empty-handed. Maybe it's this Gust and Blizzard robe up. Okay. You're able to <laughs> gust her. It does not blow her robe up, but it does create a bit of commotion over there. <laughs> Puck, uh, Puck goes up and um, congratulates her. Good, good job, lady, lady sorcerer, lady wizard. 
What you what they give you? Uh, she says, "Oh, I don't know. I'm not really interested in these kind of. What did I win?" And the hostess says, uh, "A prize of seventy-five gold and two potions of mana." Oh, excellent! I'll add that to my collection. You have a collection of mana mana potions and gold. And the hostess says, "Good, good showing. It was great. Good, good, good effort. It was close. It was very close." Thank you. I'm tired. I need a cracker. (laughs) You guys uh, head out. Then you uh, grab some maybe last minute fun little treats from a vendor right before he closes, and you guys return back to the Middle Hawks Inn after a crazy day at the founding celebration. You guys rest, you get back all your spells, you get back half your maximum hit points plus half your hit dice. I don't think you took much damage other than brain damage from Olgrim. (laughs) Elmon, yes. Speaking to our group. This is in the morning, the same night? That night. Okay. Um, I ran into um, my friend and contact's wife and he's... He's missing. I think he went on the, um, uh, likely went to take care of what I was supposed to, and I feel, um, responsible for that. Um, in the morning, I'm leaving to attempt to track him down. Um, and I would love to have companions with me when I do that, but I am obligated to, uh, undertake this task. And uh, in the morning, I will be leaving. It's uh, it's long overdue. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, Elf. I will have to confirm, try to confirm where he went, but I believe I already know. It'll be nice to get out of the city, mm. right? Right, Grim. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. How's your head? Who are you? <laughs> what? Are you? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I'll be I'll be right along. What about what about you, wizard? Um, we need to help a friend. We need to more more than that. We need to find this missing fella. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little hot for us in the city right now. Uh, uh, It'd be good to be gone a couple days. I I suppose I suppose. Uh, oh. Who's ready for adventure? (laughs) (laughs) Elmon nods appreciatively. (laughs) All right, you guys rest for the night. You wake up in the morning and uh, need to head out. Uh, First thing I'm going to do is go to the shop where Rolmik runs. Okay, he has a stall in the marketplace. You find said stall. He is not there. Uh, Uh, His wife... suspected. Is there? She okay. she is setting up shop. Well, look who's here! You are right on time. I need help unloading this cart. <laughs> she just made it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stuck in a ditch all night. So I will start helping her unload the cart, make some ch- you know chat with her, um, try to get figure out. So were she- you in love, love with your? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how attached to Rolmik were you? Is it an arranged marriage? Um, trying to, you know, glean any more information that she might know. You know, explain that I intend to. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go look for Rolmik. That's good news. I, 
I, uh, I'm grateful for that. I would go to the guards, but what are they going to do? Exactly. Um, do you have any insights on, you know, he, he had kind of tasked me with uh, something that I had not uh, been able to do yet. Um, and it was for the Charlanders to go speak with a group of creatures called the Boglegs. Um, is that potentially what he was doing? He said something about a, a boggy swamp and he was going to go to a river to deliver some uh, shiny baubles. Okay. That, 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 that's, I know where he went then. <clears throat> I think. <laughs> <clears throat> um, before leaving, uh, I finished helping her set up, bid her adieu, um, and go to whatever local Charlander. Um, okay. There is a uh, merchant trade house nearby one of the gates of the city. Okay, approach them. All right, you are there. Someone says, uh, yes, can I help you? Um, I uh, contact occasional, uh, a friend occasional contact of mine, Rolmick, who's a member, um, left and has not returned. He is past due, and I did not know if maybe he, he spoke with uh, any member of the Charlanders about where where he was going? Um, I I have my suspicions, but um, I'm I need to I'm afraid he may have fallen upon um, ill times, and I want to try and find him. And what is your name, Elma? What's your last name? The Archer. Oh yes. <laughs> 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 That's the archer. <laughs> I've had a, a package uh, for you for quite some time here. I think, uh, did Romick drop this off? Yeah. I think Romick left this for you several weeks ago. I would take it then, I and suppose. He goes in back and brings a sawdust-covered um, pack duffel bag type thing. Um uh, made of leather. I think he even forgot it was here. It's uh, got your name. It has your name misspelled. There's like a D on the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Elmond. Elmond. <laughs> so, uh, I haven't seen him in uh, a while. I'm afraid I don't have much information for you. Fine. I, I believe I know where he went. Can I have that satchel? Well, yeah, I know he gets to <laughs> You get it. Inside are a bunch of nearly valueless shiny baubles. Uh, little, like, shiny tinsel Christmas ornament things where the hooks have been removed. A couple cheap mirrors. Um, pieces of faux silver type stuff. Uh, you think this whole big sack bag backpack thing uh, might be worth uh, 12 silver in total. Okay. Um, so we have to go down the grainy river. Well, that's where they live. So I'm, I'm assuming there's a grainy river somewhere around here. There is a grainy river. Okay. You know um, its whereabouts. All right. There's a forest between you and it. There's a road that runs parallel to it, but it is uh, about half a day away from the river parallel to it, if that makes any sense. 
But does a, a river run through... River run through it? Tullus? <laughs> no, 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 Tethys? No, 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 uh, uh, it, it gets close to it, but this is not the river that runs quite through it. Okay. Can we book passage on a ship that would get us to the Granny River? A barge or something? You don't know about that. I'm going to go down to the docks. Before we leave the market district, though, uh, let's... Uh... Oh yeah. Let's let's get our provisions. Maybe buy some rope. We need some like rope. Out of rope. <laughs> At least that. But also some rations and whatnot for travel. You're full of good ideas. Alright. Yeah, I yes, we'll we'll get rations. Um I am gonna go to a Fletcher. Okay. And Maybe he just wants pudding cups. For the light crossbow that I acquired from the rat men. Um do they have any bolts that would fit that in stock? They do have bolts. Rope, by the way, is a gold per 50 feet. What about, like, provisions? What? How much is that going to all cost us? Uh, uh, uh. Well, let's deal with that now. You guys are kind of coming near the end of your month of pre-purchase goodness. Okay. So you need to purchase a month's worth of um, care, if you will, if that makes any sense. I say we just use the things that uh, that uh, the, the Lothian guy gave us, and we just stay at the, in at the churches instead of the Middle Hawks Inn. We'll save a lot of money. Mm. I like I like the Middle Hawks Inn. Oh, I like the dwarf there. Yeah. He's my second favorite dwarf. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's my favorite. Not even talking about <laughs> <laughs> So what, uh... Yeah, we're, I mean... That's an option. Not one that Puck's thrilled about. Yeah. I can't imagine. Living in the temple is not really my idea of a good time either. You guys have a choice. You have several choices. We can buy a recently vacated <coughs> butcher shop. Or seamstress mm-hmm. shop. Those are all valid options. There's cost involved per day that includes housing, so you can kind of factor that in if you want to go to those locations, or you can uh, continue to rent a room. You, there's also apartment-type things with uh, maybe a large building that has four families living in it in their own separate areas. There are houses you can rent as well, um, small places. So it's all based on the lifestyle you want to spend. The lifestyles are wretched, squalid, poor, modest, comfortable, wealthy, aristocratic. Those are your different qualities. And they each have costs associated with them. What would be and the this costs? is for the month? This is for a month. For a month. Yes. What would be the costs of taking over the seamstress shop? on the DL. I don't know. That would be like, who else is there? Who else have access to it? Does she have heirs? Is there anyone else involved? That's that's a whole different thing. Uh, you haven't written that up yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, you would have to go through those those, those efforts. He knows exactly. <laughs> haven't secured loan and mortgage rules yet. How much uh, to, to live comfortably, comfortably the way we have been? Uh, you've not been living comfortably. You've probably been living modestly. Oh, okay. Modestly is, let me double check, uh, keeps you out of the slums, ensures you can maintain your equipment. You live in an older part of town, renting a room in an inn or boarding house. So yeah, that's perfect. 
You don't go hungry, um, but it's fairly ordinary uh, food. That's fine. Uh, that is modest. That is 30 gold per person per month. I'm good with that. Me too. How are you sitting on gold there? How, how, how's your how's your pocket? Next yeah, I know you're gonna ask that. What's the next <laughs> one? What's the next comfortable one? is a comfortable lifestyle. You afford nicer clothing and can easily maintain your equipment. You live in a small cottage that's yours that you rent um, in a middle class neighborhood or a private room in a fine inn. Hmm. And you associate with merchants, skilled tradespeople, and military officers. That's twice as much. Sixty gold per person. What per if month. we see if Malil could? Uh... How's us? Penny pinching wizard. <laughs> I have a coupon. Unless <laughs> <laughs> that one eyed son it's, of a bitch meets it's, it's my a coupon spear first. Senior discount. Senior discount. There's wealthy above that, and that is 120 gold per person. And then there's aristocratic, which is at least 300 gold to 1,000 gold per month per person. Well, that's quite a range. <laughs> uh, Puck's super good with how we've been doing it. Modest. Modest? Yeah. Okay. Like less. I like the middle hops. Holgrim's considering comfortable, <laughs> but he's fine with where we're at right now. You don't like you don't you don't like sharing a room with the goblin? <laughs> no, I do. I, I sleep at the foot of the bed. I mean, you have the whole thing. It's just literally on the foot of the bed. Uh, yeah, no. So I'm I'm fine with. How okay. I've been so you need to spend your money now. Been guilted okay. into that. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty. Thirty. I know Elmon's got it. When your competition win. Yeah. Uh, I also need to put the gold of 60 value to the next month of the vault. Oh, yes. I'll, um, I'll split that with you. You wouldn't. I didn't think you'd let me do that last time. i give you 30 gold that you can pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. 30 gold from Puck and myself. You guys pay for the nice vault that you have that is also magically uh, resistant to any scrying type Costs of events. more than our living expense. <laughs> yeah. Let's sleep in the vault. Let's sleep in the vault. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> <clears throat> We're only doing it because, you know, the moment we default on the vault, uh, that, that box probably goes out into the street. <laughs> vault the vault. Yeah, the garbage there is fantastic. The hobos there are reaping a fortune. <laughs> Just throwing out gold bullion. Um, there was crossbow bolts asked about. Yes. Crossbow I want to buy some more crossbow bolts. Crossbow bolts. And a sword. And maybe even a shield. Wait, oh. check. <laughs> uh, I have two bows, a sword, a shield, and 100 feet of rope. <laughs> a horse, a wagon. <laughs> I carry those as well. Crossbow bolts are... One gold for 20. <clears throat> All right. I will get. And you need to spend another gold for arrows. Okay. Since we don't normally do a yeah. lot of that tracking. I mean, I'm fine with spending two gold for arrows. I've, okay. I've shot a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you wanted a sword? Yeah, a sword and a, a broadsword and a shield. Okay, I've got that right here. Broadsword. Shield. on us. Uh, no, I'm just uh, anticipating close combat. Shield is 10 gold. Okay. And for sword, don't you already have some giant cleaver type thing? You're no. going to start to get a little encumbered. I do not have a cleaver. Lost that cleaver. Oh, it went flying into the... <laughs> it is somewhere in a pile of rat traps. All right. 
Weapons. Sword. How about a buckler? Just like a smaller shield. Something, something like a buckler. Might might be more appropriate. For sure, you. let's do five. Okay. That will add one to your AC. Okay. And you wanted a sword. Yep. I have long sword, 15 gold, short sword, 10 gold. Uh, what's the difference in damage? Long sword's 1d8. It's versatile, so it can be used two hands for a 1d10. However, the short sword is much less damage at 1d6, but can use your dexterity. Ooh. Uh, what happens if I use a short sword two-handed? Same, 1d6. Um, it's like imagining a giant using a kitchen knife with two hands. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll go with the short sword then. Okay. Uh, that might actually end up being better for me. So that has the finesse. When making an attack with this weapon, you can choose strength or dexterity for attack and damage rolls. Okay, that'll wow. that'll 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 equate. Uh, how much does that cost? That is five thousand. Short sword's no ten problem. gold. I got it. <laughs> yes. Um. Takes the time and transcribe burning hand. Oh, okay. 50. 50 gold per level. And it's a level one. Yes. Also, is there an, uh, like an apothecary, potion maker type place we can visit? Yeah, you sure can. You go, you can go to an apothecaryist. Anyone want to join them? Yep. Puck will. I'm going right. to take a look and see how much their healing potions are, if they have any. I had such a thing, I thought. Double check. Why do you need a healing potion with me around? In case you're sleeping. Mm. And I need some in the middle of the night. Mm. The doorbell rings a little chime, and you can smell interesting incense-like smells. And you walk into an alchemical shop that uh, Puck has been to once before. Huh. Has been kicked out of. That's right. The proprietor's there and says, uh, yes, hello, come in, good morning. Good morning. What can I do for you? Looking for something in the healing variety. Oh, it's some sort of infection, I see. Yeah. <laughs> you really bad. Uh, 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 a disease-curing potion um, that is uh, going to run you in the 70... I'll make you a deal 60 gold. More a wound-healing potion. Something... Uh, oh, to heal wounds and cuts and broken bones? Yeah. Of course. I have uh, uh, several. Mm okay. And he shows you several potions of healing. Says these are each fifty-five gold. Okay, are they are they like legit healing potions? You look at them; they are potions of healing. The normal two d four plus two. Two d four plus two. And they're how much each? Fifty-five gold. I said. <clears throat> uh, forty gold each. I'll buy all three you got. Make a persuasion roll. Uh, that will actually be a 17. Um, I, these haven't been selling well. Yes, I should have gone to the f celebration. <laughs> it's a deal. And sells you all three potions of healing. For yeah. 120, I believe. Yep. Come on, slinging the coins around. We're getting stocked up. We're going out in the wilderness. Could have done two more vaults with that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
uh, I forgot to, uh, while we took that long rest, uh, check out that gem of healing we got. Yes. How does that work? You spend some time and attune the minor gem of healing to you. You quickly discover during the night as you focus on your tensions on it and try to figure out its uh, magic nature that it must be infused into an item that you hold in your hand, like a staff or a wand or a sword or something like that. Um, so you have to do that first. What what did you have in mind? I'll, I'll imbue it into to Deanna, my spear. All right, you do so. Um, just uh, under where the blade attaches, this uh, bluish gem is there. It's kind of a dark blue until you activate it, and then it will brightly flash a bright blue for a moment, much more effectively than a staff of magic detection. <laughs> it has four oh. charges. The uh, minor gem of healing you got from uh, Priest Awan has four charges. While holding it, you can use an action to spend uh, to expend one or more of its charges, your choice, and it casts Cure Wounds, just like you can, up to level four, each level is a charge. And if used by a bard, cleric, or druid, you can add plus two to each healing die. Nice. It can also cast for two charges the lesser restoration spell. And that heals the target four hit points when it does that as well. And finally, the gem regains 1d4 expended charges daily at dawn. So you might not get them all back. Um, correction, make that 1d4 plus one. Sorry about that. 1d4 plus one charges will come back. Uh, however, if you ever expend the last charge of the gem, you roll a d20. And if you roll a one, the gem vanishes in a flash of light lost forever. Okay. So... And you still get to use your spellcasting modifier for the dance, for the healing and all that good stuff. You don't have any armor, do you? I I'm do. On. Puck does not have Leather any armor. armor I do. I have the armor of the Rat Queen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm the only one without armor. Yeah. All right, then. Okay. All right. So you, you guys... Armor. Are... I was mine. Uh, you're being... <laughs> With your robes. You guys are geared up and heading out, then. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, you guys need anything else? Is there, is there anything more substantial that Avius <laughs> can don with that's not armor, but that offers more protection? No like robe or anything. Nothing like that. You've A got skull cap. You've got. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably gonna need uh, like something like magical bracers. Or yeah, something. magical bracers, those type of things, which are not normally available for sale, or your spells. Those are the only two ways. Stay in the back. That's the <laughs> He's third. <laughs> <laughs> Elmon always walks with his hand behind his ass. I don't know why. All right. You guys leave the city of Tallis behind and exit out the north gate. You walk past the caravan gathering fields and see the whole place is being taken down from the crazy celebration. The Commissar has spent even quite a bit of money to clean it up, and it's a mess right now, but you're sure it'll be looking great by the time you head out. You've got rations and food. That's all part of your cost of living cost, so you've got your all loaded up and ready to go. you got your packs on, your bedrolls, and off you go hiking uh, down this road. Well, we were going to go see if we can... Oh, uh, to the dock? Yeah, to see if it's possible to 
um, book passage to the Grainy River, um, and then head towards wherever the bog is that I was given directions to at one point in time. Okay. I'm sure, right? I mean, yes. I would have had to have had yes. some sort of directions. Yes. Yes, Avius, you look like you have something on your mind. Why, why don't we ask um, Captain Rogace if, if she has any assistance for us with her Bodhi-type people? Uh, that would be a good idea. Uh, Elmon, make a roll. Let's do survival. And don't miss it. Yeah. You missed. <laughs> 21. 21. L- with your knowledge of the surrounding wilderness, there is no place for the ships here in the dock to reach that river. It okay. doesn't connect in that way. If you're going to go by boat, you'll have to cut through the woods and head towards a uh, sketchy trade dock thing that's uh, about uh, half a day away from the city that they then wagon stuff in. Okay. Think like uh, 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 a beaver trap Wild West days kind uh, of type of a situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, how much faster will that be than just traveling over land? Um, make another survival roll. Uh, 17? 17. You think it will be a little faster, not by much. It may be safer since you're going to be avoiding um, less uh, travel through the woods. Okay. All right. Um, How much will it cost? Options? How much will it cost? cost? Uh, you know that price. <laughs> that price, I will look up. Um, Avius, you wanted to know anything? Avius just wants to know how much money. He's on a fixed income. <laughs> My social security isn't coming yet. <laughs> the, the double ARP membership fees just went up. <laughs> It'll cost uh, four to five silver a head. Okay. Oh, that's not yeah, bad. No. Okay. I'll sport that if I need to. Also, in your gear that you're bringing, Elmon, are you bringing this a duffel bag of trinkets? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've left my silver Lothian statue at home, though. All right. Because I'm going to find somebody who will melt it down. <laughs> <laughs> Out of spite, if nothing else. <laughs> I must watch it melt. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be there. Take it to Jamon. Uh, <clears throat> so what, what are you doing? Um, Which direction? Well, speaking to the party, we have two options. I would suggest we um, head to the little trading village and see if we can't catch passage via boat um it, it, it'll be a slightly safer path slightly quicker than uh traveling over land puck's not that fond of water we can travel over land uh, um, mm, let, let's go let's let's go to your little village we'll see okay if it's we want her on a boat once it worked out all right I mean, we discovered Famous an island's words. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so we will start traveling. Um, uh, Elmon is a guide, I presume. Um, through the woods. Um, down and you're down. heading less east along the river, more north towards this trade post to get a boat. Correct. All right. That's the intention. You guys hike out. Trying you... to keep us quiet and 
you know, as unobserved as possible. Look for traps the whole way. <laughs> Avoiding the ivory swords. Group he knows. Yeah. Uh, um, I need to explain something to the group. <clears throat> he's, he's like, takes 10 steps, stop. Okay, wait, 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 one more thing. On. He just keeps doing that. If you see... <laughs> We have to attempt to avoid this group called the Ivory Swords. They're mercenaries. They're in the woods near the river, uh, and they are basically hooligans that will attempt to extort us for for money. Uh, you know, for uh, safe passage. Well, well, what, what kind of weapons do they and do they gonna sport? Mess with us? Probably. I don't have any money. Swords. <laughs> Well, uh, they're they're gonna try and extort anybody that that passes through they'll, their their they'll, territory. They'll meet my spear if they try. Indeed, um, we won't uh, necessarily concede to them, but uh, it would be best to avoid them if possible. So that is my intention: is to avoid them if if at all possible. And I mean, if we have to pay them off and or kill them, then so be it. Okay. What, what, what if hey, we just cuddle them? Hey, hey Grim. Maybe they just want love. When did the Maybe. when did the elf go soft? He's he's very he's very worried about this group. He must know something he's not telling us. He's not one to back down from a fight. Just keep on walking. I'll, I'll show them my ivory <laughs> sword. He's a champion now. He's got an image to protect. <laughs> Elmon leads the way through the woods. The First time doing some real rangering out in the open continental space, really. Uh, the group follows alongside, and you uh, walk and hike through these woods. The trees are uh, thick. They're not impassable, but it's slightly rolling hills covered with trees. There is a wagon path that's a, a covered in mud that you're able to uh, follow along the middle of where it's got like the ruts on the side they're filled with mud but there's a little rise in between the two wagon trails that you can walk on that's more um, solid and easy footing than out in the trees Elmon make a survival roll for overall uh, trip progress 19 19 you guys are following the elf ranger with ease he's able to go at a fast rate and pick excellent paths and uh, take breaks when you guys need to, and you get you make good time. No one is exhausted in any way uh, as you're making your way uh, through there. Halfway there, so just afternoon, you guys are taking a quick break. Um, Elmon, you notice a pair of figures look like hunters in the trees up ahead and off to the side. And you don't think they've seen you guys since you guys are kind of all sitting down, drinking some water and relaxing for a moment. I motion for our, our crew to be quiet <laughs> and do the like eyes and point in the direction and two. I never understood this. What's this? <laughs> You're flipping me off twice. <laughs> Puck. Puck. What? I, I think you should turn into a deer to blend in. <laughs> I motion for Poof, my, He's a shark. <laughs> Damn my, it! My idiot party to remain behind. <laughs> I'm gonna try and sneak up uh, and see if I can get some. Where are these antlers? Right. <laughs> Run that way. Hooded <laughs> goblin runs out with Rudolph yeah, antlers, on, Rudolph his antlers on his head. A sleigh bell. <laughs> ching 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 ching. <laughs> 
All right, Elmon, you uh, disappear into the woods and are stealthily approaching them. You may make a stealth roll. 26. You get close. They are, you can tell, keenly looking around. Uh, you still don't think they've seen your group, but they are uh, not necessarily hunters. They're lookouts. And you don't see a camp or anything, but they're they're there looking. They're chatting a little bit and just looking. Uh, you move through the forest quickly and with ease and get uh, very close to them. You're about, oh, as close as you want. You can get within 20 feet of them and they won't know. <laughs> not That's like not touching them. Not as close them. as I want. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to get like that close and just listen. Just are, 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 are they talking to each other or anything? Or are yeah. they being quiet? Okay. I'm 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 gonna kind of ease in where I can hear them um, speaking and just listen to the conversation for a couple minutes. See if there's there's any information I can glean from from what they're saying. All right, you're 20 feet away. You have your back up against a tree that they can't see you at all, and they're talking uh, every so often. You listen for a couple minutes. One of them says, "Uh, yeah, it's getting uh, kind of cold. Maybe we should uh, head back to Therm." Nah. Nah, we gotta stay here till uh, sundown. Just boring. I don't think there's gonna be another uh, wagon coming down until maybe uh, sunset. And you're able to get a peek at them. They are armed, and they have definitely a mercenary vibe about them. Okay. They do not look official. They don't have any uniforms. They don't necessarily look like skeevy robbers. Um, but they, uh, th they look like, like you might look like. <laughs> Understood. Um, and they, uh, chat for a bit, and I need the group, Puck, Olgram, and Avius to roll stealth all with advantage. Seventeen. Natural twenty. Nice. Twenty. Wow. So a twenty, a natural twenty, and a... 17. 17. One of the guys says, what was that? And they look in the opposite direction. Just uh, an actual deer with antlers running out. <laughs> I get scared for you a second. You get scared for a second. No, 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 they actually went through with it. The deer doesn't go, follow me, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic if it did that. Um, that was nothing. How close to uh, dusk is it? It's uh, just after noon. Okay. So not. No. <laughs> that, would not be, that would be not. And oh. it is uh, raining. How many of them are there? There's just two. Just the two? I'm going to come back to the group. All right. Explain the situation. What do you say? So there's two of them. They're mercenaries. Um, they're... Their, their camp is somewhere around here. They're lookouts looking for another wagon, and I assume to probably waylay it or extort the people from it. Um, their leader's name is Therm. It doesn't mean anything to me, but um, we can probably move around them and um, avoid them and get through. Um, I, I saw a path of... Uh, a game trail that I think we can follow that, that uh, looks unused by, by anything other than rabbits. Are they dangerous or are they just mildly inconvenient? 
There's only two of them. I mean, we could we could extort them. <laughs> um. Oh no no! I know they're dangerous. Do uh, are they part of the ivory sword bunch? Uh, I can't be certain, but it's ivory I believe shield swords. But I believe that <laughs> bows, swords, shields. They are so yes, <laughs> and it would be best to avoid them. All right. Okay. All right. I'll... My natural 20 has me just sunk in the mud. Nicely. <laughs> He's doing Schwarzenegger from yeah, Predator. Exactly. Unnecessarily so. He does this every damn trip. You can't see me. <laughs> he does it sometimes on Tuesdays at the end. You can't see me. Where'd you get the mud? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, And I'll lead the group on a... Uh, uh, Circuit, circum- circu- circuitous? Circumspecial. Yeah, yeah. Careful, Circums- one, you lose more than one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, path around. Uh, the, hey, Mr. Atheist. Yeah. Uh, around the uh, the mercenaries and avoiding where I, like, just kind of taking the lay of the land where I expect their camp to be, trying to avoid that as All well. Right. <clears throat> You lead. Puck follows uh, your every footstep and uh, is able to get out of their vision. Avius, you do the same, trying to keep your robe clean from all the mud. And then behind you guys is Olgrim doing like the unnecessary military rolls to the next tree, uh-huh. then spin to the next tree. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys make your way away from them and continue your uh, hike. You hike for another uh, few hours. And the trees give way to a little bit more uh, sparse foliage, more uh, slightly more field type situation. And you can see a river up ahead that is flowing in just the direction you would like it to. And you can see you're slightly um, misjudged um, where the road is. You haven't quite followed it perfectly to watch out for trouble, but you have found this uh, small barge town that's located on the river. You can see there's some wagons there, some Who horses there. Barge town. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys head that way. It's really simple. It's nothing but just crude wooden structures, a bunch of tents, and surly guys that can't really make a living in the cities very easily. And uh, you guys walk on up. Yep. We need a barge. One of the guy hawks a big Louie on the ground and says, Yeah, how far you going? A ways. All right, that'll be five silver. <laughs> uh, give him two gold. He checks his charts. Yeah, ways is five <laughs> silver. A little bit's just three. <laughs> I'll pay pay for passage for, for the group. That's for each of you. Aye. Oh. I give him two two gold. Two gold. He sits there and has to think about that for a little <laughs> bit. Does the math. I can't make change. <laughs> <laughs> he says, all right. And then he calls out to a barge guy. We got some travelers wanting to head down. Yeah, I'll be good in about an hour. All right. Just hang out on there for an hour. Are, how, are these barges pretty safe? Oh, no, no. 
<laughs> oh no. We're not we're not likely to like go into the river, are we? Oh, you're going to get wet. Oh, mm. It's been raining pretty hard. She got to Mr. T him onto the airplane now. Uh, <laughs> I don't This is I don't like this guy's like a pissed off cat. He's just yowling sitting in the dark. <laughs> Will you don't pick him up? Don't pick him up. <laughs> Mr. Grimp, stick close to me, please. The guy don't who's let, sink like a stone. <laughs> don't, let me, don't, let me go in. don't let me go into the water. I won't let you to go in. And I heavily trod next to him and just kind of plop down on my ass. All right. Avius, you should just web him to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's liking that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just keep a. I'm 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 keeping a, basically my eye open and like you know watching the the forest and the guys and you know, making sure nobody's up to anything shifty. Make a perception roll. <clears throat> Eight. You're awesome. At this. You're fine. I know. There's <laughs> the best. Everything's great. Everything's trees and forest. Pay no attention to the guys. Remember last time you had such me. great perception. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Y'all got to hold that over me. Uh. Yeah, I killed you last time. I'm sorry. <laughs> An hour goes by, and they finish loading up this barge with some cargo. There's not a lot on there, and they head off. And Make sure Puck's in the middle. Puck's in, uh, he is absolutely in the middle. He gets an inch away from the middle, and he starts panicking. Yeah. Avius makes like a makeshift kind of bed out of cargo and lounges. Enjoys the open sky and the soothing sounds of the river. Nice. Oh. I just had a terrible idea. I jump ship idea. at your realization, whatever it is. <laughs> What's your realization, Olgum? Come on. Olgum. I can't swim. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> what? Can you turn this barge around? <laughs> uh, Rolmik may be... Left my bow. A captive of of the uh, mercenaries. He may have been waylaid by them. We should check that out. You're currently going down a river on a barge. <laughs> No retcon for you. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go to uh, where right. we think he was headed before right. we go back. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get off of this thing, but yeah. How far have we gone before I make that realization? Uh, about two hours. Okay. Sunset comes around. They continue to f uh, go down the barge, the, the river. They know it pretty well. How far are we going? Um, a ways. <laughs> you should be to there the by afternoon. Of and then the guy asks you, what meal did you pre-order? No, just kidding. Um, the fish. <laughs> You guys sleep and rest well on the barge, except for Puck, whose eyes are wide open, staring into the sky the whole night, pretending as though he's comfortable. So I, I trance early, and then I'll set up with with with, with Puck through through the night. All right. <clears throat> Night's uneventful. You guys rest in the morning. You are jostled by a bit of a commotion, a little bit. Who was last on watch? Who would like to be last on watch? Olgrim. Olgrim will be last 
Ogram, you're on watch, not necessarily for the barge per se, more of for your party from the barge men. <laughs> um, but you hear some commotion up ahead. You, what do you hear? Well, I would go? also be up because... You have half the time? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Both of you are up. What fuck's up to you? He's, he's not doing well, but he's awake. Then the three of you here, uh, and Avius, you're startled slowly awake. You hear a, a woman's voice who is not on this barge uh, call out from uh, this river basin of trees and hills. Uh, you hear her say, Gannis! She screams out and says it again, Gannis! Looking around. Where'd that, where'd that come from? You can see, Puck. Oh. You can see, actually make a perception roll. And so all three of you make a perception roll, <coughs> except for Sleepy Avius. Seven. Eleven. Olgrim? Fourteen. Uh, Olgrim, you can see there is up ahead a barge that, uh, not a barge, I'm sorry, a boat, a, a shallow boat that has overturned. And there is a woman that is floating next to it, trying to cling on to the edge of the boat. And there is a man that is sprawled on top of the underside of the boat. It's uh, it's overturned, so it's floating upside down and on the river. That boat's in trouble. Can we get to it? The you! Roll faster! They start moving your barge faster and faster. Uh, make a uh, persuasion roll, Olgrim, for your leadership. Uh, leadership. Persuasion. Oh, persuasion, right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's a ten. Ten. Oh, they kind of go faster. <laughs> they be wary. This could be a trap. They 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 go faster, but they wouldn't mind an extra tip to make them go faster. You think that might motivate them? Um. Uh. Sure. I go ahead and throw out a coin, but what it's coin, on the, it's what, on the deck. What coin do you throw? I put a gold down. All right, roll again and roll again with advantage. Two dice. So two dice. Yes. Don't make them go faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you two gold to slow down. <laughs> There's a bidding war. <laughs> We're rich. <laughs> How'd you do? Excuse me. Um, fourteen. Fourteen. They go faster. They start putting their backs behind it. One of them stops, grabs the coin, then goes back and starts rolling faster. <laughs> the They start uh, closing in. You're about 50 feet away. And... Um, Amon's not paying attention to the barge or the lady at this point. He's looking around in, like, the woods and, and like, you know, on the edges. And okay. seeing if he can, like, see anybody. He's suspicious of what's going on. Avius, you are awake now. Uh, okay. The tie-downs for the... Barge. I'm assuming they use them. Sure. Uh, I lob one part of it out, making sure the other one's secured to the ship. But uh, to the to the lady who's out there. Do you have Olgrim, <laughs> uh your heavy armor on, or is it off? Oh yes, that's why I'm throwing rope and not going out myself. Okay. <laughs> you're you're about fifty feet away, so you can't quite throw the rope to reach her easily yet. Uh, <laughs> She is calling out. She is calling out the name Gannis, and not to the man that's um, barely clinging to the top of the boat. She's calling out to the water. She wants a beer. Not Gannis. Oh, Gannis. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
tired of floating down a river upside down on a boat? <laughs> Try new Guinness. I'm on. Guinness. Hands puck his bow and his sword and his buckler and jump in the water. Can I, can I, jumping in the water, would I be faster than the barge is going at this point? You would be slightly faster and have more uh, control of where you're headed. All right. Tie, tie a rope around you before. Yeah. No. You, nope. Mm. He's in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming in after. <laughs> Elmon, you leave ah. your stuff behind and dive in. What kind of armor do you wear? Leather. Regular leather? Okay, that'll be fine. You are in and you are swimming the Looking current. for... Malganus. Looking for what? Malganus or Mal- whatever. Malganus? <laughs> Just Ganus. Just Ganus. On Nitro. <laughs> I think Malganus is World of Warcraft. I don't know. You're swimming. And you're swimming. Go ahead and make, what is the swimming roll? Do we have a swimming skill? Giant dragon, right? Um, yeah, athletics. The good call. Ten. Ten. You're swimming and you are closing in on her and you... See some movement in the water of Gannis. Where is Gannis? There is Gannis. Gannis is looking for some help. Where is he? Gannis is a puppy. <laughs> yeah. I would uh, rather Gannis. have a puppy. Uh, you see some uh, odd twist of movement. It is a fin and something bites at your leg and left arm and cannot get through your leather armor and teeth start sinking in and don't get I will punch it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Make a uh, melee attack. (laughs) You can use your dex bonus. Uh, Do I know what it is? No, it's something that's creature-like. Yeah, I'll definitely punch it. My dex bonus, you say? Sure. Um, do I get proficiency for an arm? Yes, absolutely. 14. 14 is you swing desperately and punch and hit something um, lightly scaly and roll an odd or even for one or two points of damage. Uh, even. So Max two points yeah. of damage. Kaboom! Do I get a strength modifier or anything? Uh, yeah, you sure do. Plus one? Okay, three points of damage. You just increased it by 50%. Nice job. Woo! 300 points to go. Mm-hmm. Boom, you punch this thing for three points of damage. Hopefully it's not Gannis. It appears to not be Gannis. A uh, shape briefly rises out of the water, kind of stunned by the uh, uh, sucker punch, the unfair, ungentlemanly sucker punch. It's biting me. <laughs> it is. You find it your sucker bit me. <laughs> you find yourself face to face with a, a mixture of a man slash catfish face. So it has those long whiskers. It's got some uh, beaky type teeth. It's got a fin over its head. It's got fin shoulders. It's blue scales across it. It's got some long claws that are sharp on both sides, and it dips down in. Oh and it's God, you're ugly. <laughs> And the lower half of its body ends in a long curling tail. Maybe about six feet long of the tail. He's about eight feet tall total. Did I just see a merman? Kind of. Is it a monstrosity? Uh, I don't know. Let me check. It is. Uh, in that case, I did two extra damage to it. Oh. Uh, weapon attacks against... Okay, never mind. It's only weapon attacks. Okay. So, um... The rest of you see this as well. There's this weird punching water 
battle going on. There is still this boat ahead of you, 40 feet now, with this woman clinging to the edge, a guy holding on to the top. And uh, Avius, you can see a this bluish figure that uh, I just described. There is another one of them that's closing in on the boat. Not your boat, their boat. Their boat. The overturned boat. Um, I cast. Let's go ahead and just do initiative. Let's see what happens there, shall we? All right. All right, let's do it. Do our initiative. Here we go. Oh, Avius, you're up. Yay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Avius yells out at Elmon, there's another one! I think to myself, at least he didn't say hold still, and... Um, <laughs> Arc lightning! <laughs> uh, and uh, kind of start looking for where the other one is, while also maybe trying to find Ganeth. Okay. Still, that's kind of my my primary objective, is not fighting these things, but finding Ganeth. <sighs> <laughs> Avius is still rubbing his sleepy out of his eyes. Maybe. What do you want to do? You got to decide. You got my bow. Avius is... <laughs> no. Uh, actually, Avius is going to pick up Belmont's bow. Okay. Oh, well, there goes that option. Oh. And fire off one of those masterwork <laughs> Ilnoran arrows. <laughs> How many of these do you have? No. Crossbow. Going to fire the crossbow. Yep. All right. You get to add your dexterity plus your proficiency so, so, bonus. Dexterity. Oh, yeah. Taller than fuck. I don't think you do very well with it. It's in the top, uh, middle, twice as big as left yours. side. Left side. Up, up. up. Oh, oh, wow. Had to use a five. long bow too. Yeah, because I'm proficient. Nice. What's the damage on that? Go ahead and roll. What's the damage? What's the what's your proficient in crossbow? No idea. It's awesome. Twelve. Uh-oh. Well, I'm 12. assuming one d six, but it's a mic. twelve is my is what I rolled to hit. So then, what is the damage? Okay, uh, the 12 is a miss. Oh. And who are you shooting at, by the way? The one close to uh, Elmon or Elmon. the one further back towards the boat? <laughs> the one towards the barge. Okay, not the barge, there's the boat. Okay. The one the one that's closest. That's to Elmon. Okay, you fire and miss, and a your own crossbow bolt almost pierces your head, Elmon, <laughs> and splashes into the water next to you. Sorry! <sighs> Olgrim, what would you like to do? <laughs> Dive in the water! No. Uh, um, <laughs> you put the rope around you. I'll be an anchor. <laughs> uh, tie that off. I do see the bow, but is there? I mean, is there regular? Sure, sure. Yeah. There's about okay. two dozen. Yeah, Just, tons. you only brought the Elnorn. Uh, I I will uh, pick that up and uh, and and use that. All right, Olgrim grabs a bow for the first time. El- Elmon seems offended by all this. <laughs> I, I told Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get to add your dex and your proficiency modifier to your shot. Okay. You do not get the awesome bonuses to damage bonuses that he does, damage. but it's still good. Right. What are you shooting at, by the way? Uh, the ones closest to. All right, good. <laughs> Go for it. And uh, what's the damage on this again? Sorry. I don't know. Uh, what's the name? On the bow, 1d8. 1d8. Okay, so I'll roll one. Plus, plus dex. Natural 20. Yeah. What? That goes to max damage, right? Max yeah. damage. That's uh, eight plus... Uh, plus your dex. Plus my dex, so nine points of damage. Nice. You're a natural. You should have entered the bow contest. <laughs> 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 
Olgrim fires his first ever, I believe, arrow. Yes. And, and, I'll be a nervous sleeper. Hey. And uh, he was actually shooting out the farther one. And the arrow flies and whistles past your ear, Elmon, and pierces the water and goes in and hits the creature square in the chest. And the creature disappears fully under the water, and you can see some uh, greenish blood uh, floating around it. Nice. I think I got it. I think you did. That very creature then rises up behind you, Elmon, oh, having swum up underneath, <laughs> and rises up and just rakes at your back from behind. Okay. It rakes at your back with a critical success. Alrighty. And a second time with a miss, and a third time with a 21. That'll be a hit. All right. He rakes your back for nine points of slashing and 12 points of slashing. So I think I got him, and then just shredded in the back. Was that 21 points of damage? Yeah. Elmon. Ow! You're up. Um. Um, Did you want to do what you said? Look around, try and get information, look for Ganis, that type of thing? No, I guess if this thing's attacking me, um, how close am I to the other boat? You are uh, 25 feet away. I'll keep swimming towards the other boat. All right. You swim away from this thing and pain and make it to the boat. You're on the other side of the boat of the woman, and it is overturned. Um, What would you like to do when you reach it? Uh, get up on it. All right. You clamber up, and you are now lying on top of the boat next to the guy who's also on top. He seems uh, barely hanging in there in more ways than one. He just kind of looks at you. He's exhausted. Um, what do you want to say to him as soon as you get up there? Well, I'm not going to say anything to him. I'm going to look for a weapon. Is improvised or otherwise. Oh, yeah. He's got a long knife uh, sheathed in either side. I will take that. All right. He does not resist in any way. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be okay. It's my lucky knife. No, never mind. (laughs) The second water creature grabs onto the edge of the boat and... Uh, starts pulling it down and up and down and up, Can trying to it? rock you guys off of it. Oh, uh, them or us? No, no, no. Uh, you and the man, Elmon and the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Elmon, you need that sounds like a bad 70s. Elmon and the man. Elmon, you need to make a acrobatics roll. Nine. Nine. The man hangs on. He's found his grip. He's <laughs> totally fine. Elmon, as soon as you grab his knife, it's going to be okay. Whee! You go f- splashing into the water, and the creature gets one attack on you and misses. Swipes where you were right as you fall back into the water. Because I was going to try and leap like, Not, on yeah, it. Just, you just, yeah. You've done a lot. You've done a lot. So hold on. Uh, and then puck, puck. Uh... The one that's closest that that uh, got Elmon earlier. That got Elmon earlier. I'm gonna thorn, thorn whip. Okay. Nothing. Don't even. Don't even bother. All right, you roll poorly and swing and miss. <laughs> As a bonus action, um, I'm going to do two bomb of the the summer bomb. What's the range on that? 120 feet. Oh yeah. To our uh, our elf. Uh, eight. Eight health back to nice. Elmon. You get bonuses on that? 
Uh, ten. So ten. Ten total. Ten total. Uh, Avius, you're up. <coughs> uh, Avius is going to cast Elemental Orb on on the one that's shaking the boat. Okay. That one's going to be a little harder to hit. He'll have a little. He has light cover. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and it's going to be lightning. A ball of lightning thrown its way. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Twelve. Twelve. A ball of lightning gets flung and misses and hits the side of the bank and shatters into sparks. You can also see Avius, the original creature, is swimming towards your barge. In case you want to move away from the edge or closer to the... I don't know what you want to do. I'm, I'm still up on top of the cargo. Okay. Ogrim, what would you like to do? Uh, I th- throw down another coin. Faster! Okay. Slower! <laughs> another bidding war. Uh, and uh, take another shot. Go for it. I'm trying to... Uh... Are they both still visible? One's far, uh, farther away and is half behind the boat, has light cover. Another one's maybe 12 feet away from you and closing. 12 feet away and closing will be my target. All right, shoot. Is a 13. Shot is fired. Oh, you added your proficiency, too. Oh. Um, so, uh, 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 16. 16. Is a hit. What's your damage? You. I have my damage. Ah, one, two, two. Two total. My, How many attacks do you have? I have two. But does it apply to a bow? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> do I add my dex to the damage? Yeah. Or is that an yes. Okay, so, so the first one was two points of damage. Got it. And 18. Another shot hits. Firing quickly. Uh, five. Five points of damage. Two more arrows are lodging this creature. It m- lets out this kind You're of... You're doing great! <laughs> watery, guttural, type noise. Uh, and it's still it's closing in with fury towards the barge. By chance, does it speak primordial? Uh, no. Okay, I was just... <laughs> I know that language. Uh, but it does speak abyssal, if anyone speaks that. Oh. It's, it did just speak abyssal. I think Avius does. Nope. Yeah. Oh, okay. The creature <laughs> coming towards the barge where the uh, original heroes came from comes up and tries to damage or adjust or uh, flip over the barge, but that's not happening. These guys have kind of run into the situation before, and it's too sturdy for that. And it immediately pulls itself up onto the barge, landing there, and uh, swipes once with its claws at the throat of Elmon. Sorry, not Elmon. Olgrim. Olgrim. That's my first one. My first one. At Olgrim. The creature is leapt up onto the barge. Goes, ah, lashes out with its claws at Olgrim and got a 14. 14 will not succeed. And it misses, but it somehow grabs you by some scruff of your armor and is able to pull you close for a bite. My beard. Huh. With a 13 is also a miss. Succeed. And then fires a single, I'm sorry, throws a single harpoon at Puck. Where do you get a harpoon from? He's got a small, he's got uh, two of them on his back. (laughs) 
He throws one at Puck, and it just goes into a crate right behind you. And Elmon, you are up back on the overturned boat. You just splash into the water with one of these not too far away from you. Do I still have the knife? Yes. Excellent. I will turn, swim towards the mer-monster, and monster. Uh, stab it diligently. Go for it. Roll. Stab it precipitously. Uh, uh, prof- proficiency plus dex. What's my... Is that it? Yeah. Okay. And your... Uh, that will be a 21. Total hit. Nice. What's your damage? Uh, how much damage does the dagger do? 1d6? 1d4. 1d all. <laughs> That's what every wizard says. Uh, is it injured already? Uh, no. Um, and and I do I I get my dex bonus on top of that? Sure. Seven. Seven. You get a second attack. Uh, probably a miss uh, with like a nine. Nine. You swing once. You hit. You get cocky and cannot get the second blow. And do you have any move action you would like to do? Stand. I'm just trying to maybe grab a hold of it, stop it from shaking the boat around. Okay. Um, at least, you know, take its attention. Um, I would love to grab it from behind so it can't turn and crawl. No, no, no. Just be a so. quick, yeah. quick move actions all right now. Um, I'm going to do a reach round on it. Um, no. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, just trying to basically kick at it to make it stop doing what it's doing. Uh, it uh, does not like your kicking and bites at your shoulder. And gets a, I cannot remember their modifier for the life of me. It gets a 20 yeah, that's with a hit. bite for eight piercing damage. Okay. And cannot sink in any more bites. It just ravenously just goes, rah, 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 and only Love gets, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it only gets the initial hit. Uh, still, blood is um, coming out of Elmon. And Puck, you bring up the rest of this round. So the guy with us on the ship, I'm going to charge at him with my spear. Great. Oh, also, Puck, you can see there is a small unconscious boy floating past your barge going in the opposite direction. <laughs> uh, forego the attack. And, um, is there like a hook or anything? There's a harpoon right next to you. <laughs> I'll grab- They shot him! <laughs> I would think there'd be like a gaff or, or something. something. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'll go after after the boy floating by instead of attacking. All right. You reach out and try to uh, hook him. Um, let's make a let's make an attack roll. <laughs> attack yes. roll. Yes. A melee attack roll. Make your spear attack roll. Seventeen. Oh, he has the thirty-two armor class. No. Um, <laughs> You reach out with the hook. You are able to hook him and pull him up to the edge of the uh, barge. Make a strength roll to oh, pull him up. Man. You are touching river right now, by the way. So this is at disadvantage for you. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. Three. Three. You are pulling out just like one foot, but his head face is just further dunked <laughs> underneath the water. You're doing your best, but at least you have a hold of him. Yeah. It's a new round. Avius, you're up. Avius jumps down to help. Okay. Leaving Olgrim to face this creature on the barge by Uh himself. Okay. With a bow. (laughs) Avius, you can make a strength roll unmodified by your fear of touching water. You bow like a bat. (laughs) No. Strength. Do not do that to my bow. Okay. 
17. Okay. And with ease, Avius whips the small boy. He's very good with small boys and pulls him <laughs> out of the water. Ooh, tasty. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> And pulls him out and... 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> the restraining orders. But it doesn't count maritime law. It doesn't count. <laughs> That's why we have the ropes. We always know. <laughs> I can get married here. The boy is out and on the raft. He's out of the river and he is unconscious at the moment. Ogram, what would you like yeah. to do? Hmm. Olgrim's turn. Very dramatically, Olgrim <laughs> holds out the bow and lets it clatter to the ground as he just draws slowly his sword. <clears throat> Be nice I'm... to that bow. Don't interrupt Off me. Distance. <laughs> this is my soliloquy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than with this. And uh, charge at him, uh, sword and shield. All right, it will use your bonus action to drop, draw, and equip your shield. You are good to go. Okay. You may strike twice. Good luck. Striking twice. Natural 20. Jeez. Full damage. uh, 11 damage. Okay. Big chunk blow to the shoulder. Blood goes spurting. He's taking some And uh, let's see. That's 15. 15 is a hit. And that'll be 11 damage. And 11 damage. You slice him into the shoulder, blood goes spurting, and then you pull pull your blade out and then drive it through the heart. It clutches onto your blade and quivers and just goes and then dies, flopping like a dead fish on the ship. Its gills slightly fluttering before it takes its last killy breath. Oh, I almost want to spend my second wind to unceremoniously push it off the sword with the foot into the water, but I'll wait. <laughs> gone, gone. Elmon. I will attack it. Good luck. This is the other creature in the water. Uh, With a 718. It's a hit. And since it's no longer at maximum damage, Ooh, and it months. is a monstrosity. Yes. Um, that will be 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 points of damage. A dagger. A 1d4 dagger. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Uh, 15. 15 points of damage. (laughs) That is insane. You are able to grab onto this thing, get from behind, and just start sawing into its neck mercilessly uh, and do massive damage. You have a second attack still available to you. Yes, I do. The blood is just chummy, green, nasty water. (laughs) Uh, 23. That's a hit. And then 2 plus 6 plus 2 for being a monstrosity. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. You make a bloody mess of this thing, and it is squirming out from beneath your grasp. Make a strength roll. A uh, natural 20. Mm, yeah. It, it throws you, bounces you up against Whee! the uh, boat. You take one point of bludgeoning damage, and then it swims off from this whole escapade. It survived. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, Puck, you can maybe do one last thing, uh, or we can um, let it get away. Kill it! Oh, I will uh, pick up one of the harpoons. 
you pick up the harpoon that was thrown at you. Yep. You're gonna throw Wrench it. it out of that mm -hmm. I, can, I got a sixty feet range. What do you mean? I have like my I have a thrown range for my spear. I assume that's it's the, the same. same thing. Uh, that's max range though, so that's a disadvantage for my harpoon. So, well, how far? He's the, he's way out there. So, so yeah, you're be disadvantage. It's a long shot. He's arcing for the silver coin. <laughs> Uh, it's a natural one. Natural one. You throw the harpoon. <laughs> it ends up in the crate right next to where you just pulled it out from. <laughs> and it goes nowhere. The creature escapes. And uh, what would you guys like to do? How's the boy? I want to, uh, Buck wants to look at, see, uh, I'll do cure wounds or at least see what, what, what kind of condition he's in. Make a medicine roll. Ogram is examining this creature he's never seen before with greater detail. If okay. He can derive anything from it. Ten. Ten? You think some healing magic uh, will be in order? I'll do um, Cure Wounds level two. Level two? Six. Six points with all your modifiers. The boy coughs up water and is back alive. He is uh, stunned, dazed. He doesn't know what's going on, uh, and but he is alive. You have saved. Elmon, what are you doing? I'm very uh, curious about that. Get back up on the overturned barge. Did I see them acquire the boy? Uh, you no, you're not sure what's going on there. Okay, um, the woman. Um, I'll ask her, who's Gannis? She, uh, says, Gannis is my son. They took him. Uh, I'll look around and I guess probably jump back in the water to go look for Gannis. All is, right. Is, is, is the guy alive still, the other guy? Yep. Uh, is he, does he seem like he's going to not expire in the next handful yes, of minutes? Yes, he is not going to expire. Okay. <laughs> Um, then I will jump back in the water, uh, searching for Gannis. All right. It is 20 minutes later. You guys just let Elmon search all this time. <laughs> just Thanks, kidding. guys. He's over there. Keep looking. You almost got him. He's right there. I can see him. No, to your other left. Um, about 20 minutes later, you have helped these people get their boat over to the bank your barge is pulled up, and you and the bargemen help uh, right their boat, and they do some techniques to help bail it out and give them some simple uh, wood to propel themselves as oars or something like that down the river. The people are grateful. The boy's alive. The uh, father is exhausted. The mother says, thank you so much. They came, they just took him right. He was leaning over the edge and they just took him right as we came by. What were those things? The bargeman knows. He says, those are called marrow. Eh? Marrow? Yep. Sea creatures normally, normally salt water by my, my experience, but we have seen them on the uh, river from time to time. What do what they wanted with your boy? The guy, the bargeman continues to speak. They would have killed that boy. Drowned him. Drowned him for sure. Taken him back to their lair. 
Probably feasted on him bite by bite. Would have lasted him a couple days. Would be, a, <laughs> would be a terrible way to go, I tell you. You hope that they drown you. I hear tales that can keep you alive sometimes as they eat you. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be eaten by any of them. I hear they got teeth like needles. <clears throat> Poisonous needles, some say. <laughs> just go, uh, uh. We, we get the picture. <laughs> Mom's just shivering in tears. <laughs> <sighs> Mission had been so secret. <laughs> <laughs> Deliver the bomb. Later to Chima bomb. One elf went into the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, went, one elf came out. All right, well, um... I guess they're safe now. We yeah, they're safe. Uh, they... Pull their boat up way onto shore. Uh, thank you again. They don't have anything on to offer you, I'm afraid. And they're going to uh, just camp for the night because they are exhausted. Where, um, where were you folks coming from? So we were uh, heading towards uh, the city of Tallis. I believe um, you misunderstood. I asked where you were coming from. <laughs> Cause we uh, came from the east. There's a bunch of farming to the east that we've decided to leave and make our make our new life in the city. Find oh. work and make a new home. I, uh, I, I believe I know of, uh, do you happen to have any um, seamstress skills? I know how to mend a garment, yes. Uh, there, there could be a, a need for a seamstress and yeah. City of Tullus. You give her directions to a seamstress location? I do. All right. She says, thank you. I will check that out, certainly. Very good. She joins the cult. <laughs> we run into her See later. You later. She's been uh, <laughs> radicalized. <clears throat> you guys continue your travel along the Greeny River. I want to um, approach Elmon, um, hand him his bow, and also touch him with my spear. Okay. At the same time, to use Yay, two pokey. of the the uh, from the new blue gem. That's it's, uh, I'm gonna do level two cure wounds. Gem of healing. That's gonna be three. <laughs> uh, six. Six points. <laughs> You're such a uh, it also heals plus two per die. Oh, so look at that eight points. Are you sure about that? Plus. Two per die? Six, ten. Ten. Uh, there you go. That's not bad. Nope. I'm going to cast cool. Cure Light Wounds on myself. <laughs> as well. Just an insult to the healer. I'm uh, just going to, like, turn away and be like, no, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, you did great, Puck. It was great. I, I, feel, <laughs> I, feel, I feel much better now. Four. All right, some extra healing to Elmon. You he guys, just, he erased your max health. <laughs> <laughs> Mess with the druid, will you? Okay. You guys are on the barge and carry on. It's not too much further towards where the bargemen are. The bargemen do know of these boglegs. Um, um, what can you tell me about them? Oh, and I give them a couple gold. I give them two yeah, gold. Tomorrow. It was. What, two, you gave him two gold? I gave him two gold and asked him about the bog legs. We came across tomorrow. Tomorrow? It was weird. He says. Uh, we found tomorrow today. 
these boglicks there, they can sometimes be friendly. Uh, they can sometimes be trouble. Some people say the boglicks. <laughs> <laughs> they got teeth like Neil. Doll's ass. <laughs> you stung as a child. <laughs> <laughs> The river up ahead splits in two, and uh, you'll be wanting to go to the left bend, but that's where we end, and you'll have to walk, but you won't have to go far. There's a camp of them over there, live on the river. Sometimes they attack barges, but they don't do much unless you're, you're a family going down the river and don't know what you're doing. But sometimes they leave you alone. I've had one that's been on the, been on the barge, swam right up, didn't cause any trouble. We laughed. This was a couple of years back, and rode on our barge for a while. We gave it some food, and it said something we don't know what. Swam back into the water. Hmm. Very good. Um, <clears throat> and of the ivory swords, I've 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 heard tell of some mercenaries. What do you know of them? And I toss him two more gold. Oh, wow. Two gold will work. It's like the trip of a lifetime. Here. Yeah. Yeah, we know the Ivory Sword. They don't uh, mess with us too much, but they hit the uh, wagons every now and again for their fees. Mm. They'll uh, take a payment, and you get to pass on safely. They say it's for uh, making sure the uh, roads and the forest stay safe. And they keep out uh, all the nasty critters, they say. Maybe we could use them here to keep out the marrow, huh? Maybe. Is their leader's name Therm? I don't know, but I have heard the name before. Okay. Are they closer back to where the uh, where the barge outpost is? Or are they further down this way? No, I think they're more south toward down the uh, the main road. That's the road you did not take. You went okay. north cutting through the woods along the uh, wagon trail. Today. What do you know about some some men in the woods out close to where your uh, encampment was? That's probably them. Okay. Mm. Alrighty. What do you know about arithmetic? <laughs> some say arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> Poison. You guys are floating and by on this river and see a sharp hill. Olgrim, with your knowledge of stone, can see that this is no ordinary hill. It almost looks like a, um, uh, like a, uh, a sloped vertical stabilizer of the back of an airplane type of a thing. It's like this fin type thing, but it's a hill and it's uh, 70, 80 feet tall, and there's a sharp edge that faces, a cliff edge that faces the river. It really stands out awkwardly. It's covered in grass and leaves and brambles and stuff, but you can tell it is a an artificial construction for sure. Uh, and you're going alongside it. And I want to make note of that. See that over there? That shouldn't be there. What do you mean? My dwarf senses are tingling. You should get that checked out. <laughs> it is something, something I want to look out. 
over there if we come back this way. You may make a... Uh, Avius and Olgrim may make a uh, lore roll. What's lore? History there? History? Yeah, history. Sorry. Keep saying lore. Uh, this allows me to do... Uh, 24. Can I use my stone cunning in this? Yes, you may. That is two times my proficiency. 14. All right, you pointed out, uh, but then uh, Avius just steps in front of you and pushes you to the back. (laughs) (laughs) Avius, you recognize this as a uh, old forgotten temple to the god... Uh, Ozarake, the god of truth. These are old, part of the old god class system that not many people um, worship. Not a bad god, not a good god, just the god of truth. Um, This looks to be a temple that was dedicated to him that has uh, long ago been abandoned and fallen by the wayside. Could definitely be a handful of trouble, could be absolutely empty, or could house something interesting. Uh, You seem to remember something about uh, some of the old gods. Uh, uh, this looks to be of uh, the god of Ozarek. Uh Something about uh, a uh, truthful god. Could be something interesting in there. <laughs> could be a whole bunch of trouble. Uh, it could be something interesting. Let's let's stay on the task at hand. We could can come be back. something interesting. Yeah, Splash! Avius <laughs> is gone. <laughs> <clears throat> Does it look fairly easy to return to? Oh yeah, totally. We'll never find it again. <laughs> yeah, <probably. laughs> yeah, yeah. It blends in with all the other forgotten temples. God of truth and forgetfulness. <laughs> so right. Where do we go? <laughs> You guys afloat by it. You can see some uh, crude markings on the side, the exposed side. It's kind of a pale stone. Do I know what they say? Uh, They are religious symbols that confirm your uh, suspicions of Ozarek. Have I seen them anywhere before? Uh, Just in your studies of religion. You also see some, uh, an opening of a, appears to be a, Balcony, you believe a place where a priest in days long ago could come out and address people out on the river or across the river bank. Uh, it's still quite some distance up, uh, but there's an opening and a small, really small stone balcony that juts out, but that's a black opening that would allow you uh, entrance if you were to decide to go there, and you float right on by. wonder if we're all mixed there. <laughs> I second guess every place. You could be. You arrive at the uh, split in the river. The barge comes to a stop uh, very skillfully, and they drop you off at the bank. Best of luck. Thank them. Then go about. Go on. Uh, Ogram will give them uh, five gold additional for their assistance during the last. All right. Sweet, sweet land. Yeah. (laughs) They made five gold from you. Four gold and information from you. One, two, go faster gold from Olgram, and then two gold for the trip itself. Yeah. Nice. Not rolling. Let's roll them. <laughs> <laughs> and next and they come back with them. a frigate. <laughs> yeah. They do say as they leave, yeah, if you ever need uh, another ride, uh, we'll be available. <sighs> you head off. You are in... 
a uh, um, how much gold just to stay here for a night? Oh, good question. He talks to his friends and they come back. That'll be that'll, that'll be twenty gold. I'll see you later. Yep, have a good one. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> and you head off through the uh, woods and make your way down the smaller riverbank and um, make a survival roll, Elmon, as you lead the group. 21. 21. With a 21, you are able to guide them with ease and quickly, and it's maybe late afternoon, but uh, certainly plenty of light when you can see off in the distance a small wooden village attached to the uh, riverbank up ahead. It is a village is made up of thatched buildings that are low and circular in nature. Lots of uh, wooden poles, almost bamboo-like, that stick out as stilts over the water. It's all attached to one side. There's a giant effigy of some religious figure that's up there. And you can see the place is dotted with two, three, four dozen uh, four and a half to five foot tall bipedal frog creatures. They have a primitive nature to them. They're spear-like, and anyone with spears and small is just terrible, as you know, uh, Puck. And mm-hmm. um, they have no idea you're coming. You're hidden well on the other side of the bank amongst some trees, and uh, we will stop there for tonight. So we had an archery contest where Elmon had an amazing finish and the show of lights where Avius and Puck could not roll a performance skill check if their lives depended on it. The vote to win that show essentially came down to a coin toss and they lost by a single point. And let's not forget the disgruntled dwarf mercenary scene. That guy was not an Olgrim fan whatsoever. Nothing quite like punctuating your final thought in an argument with a headbutt that knocks a dude out. Finally, the group traveled out of the city, rescued a family on the waterway, and have just arrived at their destination, a village of frog folk. Thank you, Christopher, Chris, Seth, Tim, and you, our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in. We put this podcast together just for you. If you want to help out the show, tell a friend or post a recommendation online for others to find us. And leave us a comment on our website, ingloriousbards.com, or our social media accounts. We'd love to hear from you. All music has been officially licensed or used through Creative Commons as listed on our website. And if you're interested in the sound effects you heard, check out the great sounds at sirenscape.com. What will the heroes do now that they have arrived at the Boglig village? Will Elmon find his friend Rolmik, who tried to handle this journey earlier on his own? And will the heroes explore that overgrown temple on the side of the river? Until next time. <laughs>